murder wise Grass only greener when it's fertilized Gave them truth in these songs, they prefer the lies Destiny beautiful, adrift in her purple lies You can't see me, you see me Wondering how I reach more evolutions than Evie And make it look easy Dream on, dream on, yeah Dream on, dream weaver, I And what is up, Earth's mightiest subscribers? This your boy, Ernie Blur, without fear, got the homie Carter presents. I'm not here. He is not here. In the building. <laughs> Welcome to episode 196 of the Blur Cave, the number one comic book news stream on this or any other Earth in the multiverse, which you can also catch on Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Play, iHeartRadio, a million other places. Make sure if you are one of Earth's mightiest listeners or you are going to become one, make sure you leave us a rating because those help us find more listeners like yourself. We are joined today by a very special guest. And that guest is one of my homies, Judah Rad. Welcome to the show. Ready? <laughs> <laughs> it's okay it's okay he he, uh, uh, he does not bite and y'all don't either uh, <laughs> gotta, give him the dumb, gotta give him the Dumbledore clap you gotta do that one <laughs> <laughs> wait are we still allowed to do that oh no that's the one thing I remember from that Harry Potter movie is just I thought that was so ugly the way Dumbledore did that when he it's was like, clapping like, for people I, I don't know yeah, actually hmm actually seen a Harry Potter movie before <laughs> You know, honestly, you haven't missed anything. Uh, <laughs> you, haven't, you haven't missed much, man. It's one of those things, like, I feel like if it, it's one of those cultural touchstones that, like, I feel like if you didn't experience it when it was, like, a thing, yeah, you don't have to. <laughs> like, don't go out of your way to go, like, you find the the magic in that thing. It's just... It, it, just you I, had to be there. Yeah, you had to be there at the time. Like, this, I, like I feel like that's one of those phenomenon that like it does not, ha it doesn't hold the same glory that um uh that you would normally Rings. find. Yeah, just it just it's just it's like yeah, like I just I just happened to be there at the time. <laughs> right but, on. Um, but no, off the list. Yeah, 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 yeah. Get, get, yeah <laughs> honestly, I feel like yeah. You know what? Go, go read those Percy Jackson books. There you go. They're good, clean, and wholesome, right? Okay. I think. I don't know. I, 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 I don't. I never know who is or is not being canceled at the time. So I'm not gonna. I, I I'm scared to even endorse the Percy Jackson books now. I'm scared. Okay, I'm happy you backtrack. Thank you. Thank you. I'm, I'm, I'm happy you brought it back. I'm happy you brought it back. I'm, I'm scared now because <laughs> now we're we're probably gonna get canceled. Well, you know, actually, uh, you know, Rick Riordan, he's a he's a he's a known racist. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa I didn't know. No, I didn't know. Well, I'm not saying he is. I don't know what his politics are. Uh, or lack first, thereof. folks. Yeah, exactly. Everybody, next year, everybody's gonna be like, man, dude, I heard Rick Riordan's a whole racist. Not nah, look, these are. Uh, <laughs> Jokes, y'all. It's jokes. It's just jokes. Anyway, you know what? You know what ain't jokes? You know what ain't jokes? This is what ain't jokes. What ain't jokes is that Roybot gifted a membership here in the chat, and thank you for that. Look at that. Just I, I wish I, I you know I need to have things for when people uh you know gift stuff because you know it's always a good time. 
Uh, let's see here. Let's do we got. Yeah, there we go. There's my lower thirds because I'm a professional. I'm a professional. Uh, we've also got Roybot coming in with the $10. Says, welcome, morning folk. I cannot wait for the talking time we about to have here. Look, man, that's because, you know, it's, it's our thing. It's our, it's, our, it's our place to do the thing. We also got the homie Gokhan Shuri's baby's father with a $5 super chat. Says, congratulations to De La Soul finally getting paid for their music. I just hate that we had to lose one-third of the group to get it. <sighs> hate it. Hate to see it. Hate to see it. But uh, but I do share that sentiment. I do share that sentiment because uh, I, for one, am, and I think I've, I talked about this before, uh, huge fan. Huge fan of the group. Um, and was very... Very, very, very sad. Uh, very, very sad. Uh, to learn that we were, you know, basically, yeah, we basically lost. And uh, sadly, probably one of my personal favorite, um, uh, one of my probably one of my personal favorite MCs. Period. Uh, uh of all t of all time. <laughs> Uh, for those that, uh, do not know, it was, uh, real name, I, I probably, I'm probably gonna jack this brother's last name up, but, uh, uh, David, jo uh, David jo Jolliquere, <laughs> there you go, uh, but he passed away, like, what was it, about a couple of weeks ago, two, three weeks ago, but, mm. yeah, anyway, not what we're here to talk about, we also got the homie, LD, aka, the Lost Doctor, of the 312th sex sector, of the cosmic universe uh with the congrats judah you deserve it man look see like all right getting the respect uh speaking of reason why judah is here yeah not just because he's the homie but you know also because he has created something that i think is pretty freaking awesome and he's here to talk to us about it today before we get into some of our other stuff so uh judah is the creator of karen or karen 13 the price of eternity, which I love that subtitle, by the way. I think it's an awesome subtitle. Yeah. <laughs> it is expensive, but the comic is not. So, hey, there, you know what? I, I, you know what? I like that tagline. I like that tagline. <laughs> it's like, well, it's like, you know, the, the price of eternity. I mean, you pay a lot, but you know, don't worry. We're not. We're not gonna bust. We're not gonna bust your head for the comic. Uh, I'm also uh, for those who may or may not be uh, paying attention. I am going to be pinning uh, a link to the Kickstarter at the top of the screen. You can go check it out. Uh, but Judah, what is Karn Thirteen about? Like, what, what's what's the what's the pitch here? Okay, I've been working on this. We'll see how this goes. Um, first of all, thank you. Um, <laughs> thank you for inviting me on here to talk about it. Um, so, thirteen is—it's uh, a story about uh, thirteen. Uh, he's a galactic interstellar cosmic secret agent, um, mm -hmm. and the world that we're looking at is kind of like a—the uh, way I like to describe it is West Berlin in the eighties like mm. atomic blonde era um it's in the distant future and it's the entire galaxy split up between these two massive galactic hegemonies in 
what sort of resembles like a Cold War. Mm-hmm. Um, stuck stuck right in the middle, you have Karn 13, and he's a elite eye, essentially. And uh, his there's a lot of twists and turns that go through this story, but uh, he's the best of the best. Um, when I was coming up with the idea, it's kind of like a it was kind of conceived of as like a hybrid of some of the things I like about James Bond um, with all the racist Ian Fleming bullshit BS. Sorry that I yeah, don't no, like about James Bond. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want to I, I wanted to kind of cage and isolate the things that make the 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 concepts that make the character cool, but mm. advance it into something I think a little bit more personable and vulnerable and relatable to, to audiences. Um, something with a little bit more of a story to tell and less of a collection of tropes. Um, mm-hmm. This this first issue, you're just going to meet the character. Um, he, You're going to... Have you ever seen a Bond movie and you know how there's an action scene followed by the song, followed by the rest of the movie? Yes. Mm-hmm. This first issue is like that first scene. So you're really just getting okay. dropped into the middle of this universe. And you're going to see what things are like, what the characters are like, and what kind of stuff you can expect for the rest of the series. This is the first issue of a 15-issue series um, and a potentially longer series if uh, if if we can get to that point because there's a lot of story to tell. Um, the first arc is going to be five issues, uh, starting with this issue number one that's live now. And uh, at the grounded, as grounded as you can be in space, uh, oh, there it is, Uh we're at the kind of grounded espionage spy action level, but by mm-hmm. the third arc, we're going to be at like a cosmic existential dread, like old. I'm not going to give any spoilers, but it's going to almost change genres as the story expands, becomes bigger and higher consequence. Dude. Yeah. I, that, that That's hmm. my sales pitch. <laughs> they, hey, I like it. I like it. I'm at, well, I, for one, am a, uh, you know, I don't think I ever talk about this, but I love the the spy genre. Spy genre mm-hmm. is one of my personal uh, favorites. It's up there with, um, you know, obviously one of my one of my first loves will always be um, uh, horror and like you know dark fantasy uh, and stuff like that. But also really like you know, spies intrigue. Uh, you know, and all that stuff like that. Um, and if you can somehow mix that with some of my other favorite genres, mm-hmm. like sci-fi, uh, because I also love sci-fi, even better, <laughs> oh. even better. Yep. So yeah, <laughs> which I mean, you you did, and you did success. Oh wow! You know what? It's this is awesome. This is actually an awesome moment here because you actually get to do this not once but twice, Judah. Um. This. <laughs> Carter already knows. Mm, mm. What happened? Well, it just so happens, sir, that uh, we have... A hate crime is what's about to happen. We have our personal... Wait, don't say our. This is yours. I don't want it. This, this, I don't this, fucking want this. This this is mine. This is my moment. Yours and yours alone. <laughs> Let me... Yep, the air is just right. $19.99. Super chat from the homie Gabriel the Dark Knight. Says just showing support for the cave and today's guest. Hey, you know what? Thank you for that, man. Thank you for that. Um. Also, we have another one here. 
we've got another $19.99 super chat. This one from the homie Beta Boy TV, aka Robo Strange, aka Strange Robot, says this comic is gonna be dope. Don't let the hegemony fool you. Although you don't know what that fucking word means. <laughs> he does. He does. He, he does. That's his thing. It's his thing. He does because he Googled hegemony to make sure he spelled it correctly. And Google shows you the definition first. I'm not stupid. <laughs> we also have Good one Lord. from, um, we also have one from my lovely wife, Cynthia Ludi. Uh, with the <clears throat> $2 super chat says, have a great show guys. Thank you for that. Uh, and also love you. Have an awesome day at work. Uh, we also have nobody except me with $5 <laughs> says, Oh, it's a Kickstarter too. salute the grind. Shout out all creators. See, look at that. Wait, 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 wait. You, you, you got to put a little bit of respect on that. It's mm-hmm. a Kickstarter that has already been fully backed. You got to put respect on it. This is true. This is also respect. true. <laughs> and uh, if, if 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 and I I I love this part of it too because um you know it, it's it's one of those things where and I actually uh you you know shout out uh to uh, IFLC I freaking love comics uh you know which also Judah is a part of and uh they, they actually had a stream talking about this very moment and it was something i thought was very special because i am always a huge fan of you when someone creates something and they put themselves out there and the people see it and say yes yes i like that (laughs) so i like to i like to see I like to see the people. Good. Uh, That's you know, for getting, sure. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and Judah does too, especially since you know this this is this is him in question here. But yeah, uh, right now, for those who do not know, uh, you know, if you're just coming in on this, uh, there is yes, uh, Karin thirteen, the Price of Eternity does have a Kickstarter. Once again, the link. If you are watching this on YouTube, you will. I, the, if you're listening to this later on, like Spotify, Google, Amazon, I will Music, put and so it. So forth, Don't worry about it. I got you. Yeah, just just look in the look in the show notes and description. It'll be there. We promise you. Um, but yes, for those for those of you watching here live on YouTube, you'll be able to see this. But uh. <clears throat> You'll be able to see, and also I, I'm telling on myself. I am also a backer. Uh, don't 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 look, don't look, don't look. Uh, <laughs> uh, but no. Uh, right now, uh, this comic came in only asking for fifteen hundred dollars to make the dream uh, become a reality, and the people responded. People said Quick. no. Quick. Yeah, yeah. They, 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 they said no. You get more than that. They said no. You can have. You can have moss. Is is, is basically what they said. Uh, <laughs> and I, I think that's that's pretty freaking awesome. I think that's pretty freaking awesome. And and once again, this means that it can just only keep going and growing from there. And I, I, I think, I think it's safe to say that, um, 
you know, this is easily uh, going to be getting a, you know, that next issue. If you're, if you're sitting here thinking like, oh, man, I wonder if we're going to get. No, I, I think it's safe to say we're getting that next issue. <laughs> we're <laughs> getting definitely those happening for <laughs> we're, sure. <laughs> we're, we're getting those 15 issues. Don't 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 you worry your pretty little heads. Um, and I guess while we're here uh, to talk about it, tell us a little bit more um, uh, about the character. Uh, yeah. You know, once again, without you know, uh, you know, without without spoiling anything, uh, tell us a little more uh, about the character of Karn uh, Thirteen. He's on a journey, and uh, what you're going to see in issue number one is the beginning of his journey, um, where he's kind of a um, loyal soldier uh, to an extent. He's you know, he's a secret agent. He is un un uh, unshakably loyal to uh, the. Uh, United Systems Coalition, um, of which uh, the Caron program uh, that he's a part of is basically their elite intelligence operation. Um, and uh, he's, you know, he's going to see some things and do some things and uh, find out about some things over the course of this series <laughs> that changes him. Um, and maybe, maybe some of the characters he meets in this first issue will have a pretty severe impact on him uh, over the course of this uh, series. But uh, what he values now might change, and uh, how he expresses his loyalty and to whom might change. Um, but yeah, he's definitely he's definitely on a journey now, and uh, I want I want you to like him. Like I I uh, about him is tailored to be just kind of loved, admired, appreciated, but also like you want him to see you want to see him grow and develop badass his uh weapon of choice is a uh, silenced Llewellyn uh pistol it's a it's a universe uh weapon and uh I named it after Desmond Llewellyn who's the guy who plays Q in uh oh yes his Bond movies <laughs> so the, I I scattered a couple of my li little influence influences throughout just to kind of like just for fun honestly but um yeah uh I think you, I think you guys are really, really gonna like it um, <laughs> I, I think we will too. <laughs> for me, like, yeah, for me, like, I don't really, I look at the number and I'm, I'm, I'm like humbled, but mm -hmm. what really matters to me is it's going to be after it gets, uh, mailed out. And when people contact me and tell me what they liked, like, that's, mm -hmm. but that's the big, uh, that's the big carrot at the end of the, at the end of the stick that I'm like dying for is just mm -hmm. to get reactions and see if people liked the story. Dude, I love it. I love it. I love I love to see the passion. Uh because I kind of feel like the it, I don't know, it, it's it's always been kind of weird to me like I, I feel like you know there's a lot of really, you know, good stuff out there. A lot of there, there's we kind of live in an, uh, an interesting time where there's like a lot of really, you know, great comics out there. But I don't know, I just always love it to to see you know, people like you know like a lot of us here in the chat who have grown up reading comics been reading comics for a long time and then just boom it's like you know what i'm putting myself out there i'm making the thing and you know, taking that that love and that passion and putting it you know to work and I like I said so yeah when when you told me about this I was like 
dude all right let's go let's go uh (laughs) i mean you aren't the only one that's feeling like that uh because i think it was um elian loray in the chat was saying that it got backed in five hours flat so you are not the only person (laughs) yeah yeah. you are not the only person that's feeling like that so man much respect to you and just man yeah like i'm talking about like quick like that uh and and like i remember because i um when i knew you told me it was going live uh this week and so i was sitting thinking like and and, you i lose track of time very quickly so like my days always get (laughs) mixed up so then when like i'm sitting here and like all of a sudden i'm seeing like you i'm in the um i'm in the uh beta boy discord and you know everyone's you know talking about it and like i'm like dude like i was like oh i was like I was today and like I go to the Kickstarter and I'm like, Whoa, oh snap. Okay. Oh, oh, I was like, all right, let's go. <laughs> I owe most of that to uh to my team because mm-hmm. I have uh Alessandra Imperio as my artist and she's based in Italy. Mm-hmm. And she like like you know proud of my story, but it it's really like the incredible visuals that she's brought to it that really yeah. like bring it to life it and make fantastic. it so Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremiah Lambert, my letter and designer, and he came up with the Karn 13 logo on the cover and everything, mm-hmm. and like pretty, pretty much all the design and stuff. And he's all like this team has really come together and like made it look so, so slick and so in line with my vision, but also like surprised me in many ways, like where they've added so much to the universe that I just really didn't see coming mm-hmm. Um, that was like. I wish it was my idea, but that's even better than any idea I would have come up with. <laughs> dude, like I said, it's, dude, there, there's some, there's some very slick, uh, there's some very slick art, uh, going on in these, uh, in these, it, it just, like I said, I like that, um, I want to find that one page that we were talking about yesterday. I think I had, yeah, here it is right here. And, you know, I, Look, I'm an I'm I'm I want to get a little I want to I want to get a little nerdy here for a moment. Um, no. So, and and I want to shout out to Beta Boy for pointing this out because it was something that I couldn't put my finger on at first. And like I said, it, it, this is probably something that's no one is probably going to really give you know, three shits about but me. Uh <laughs> but I hope you do because like there's a, there's a subtleness to it that I really like. Um there is one uh one set of panels here. And uh here let's pull those up. Where the color mm-hmm. like the like you know, there's this kind of a this great contrast of colors. Uh, in one space, like you mm-hmm. got, like you see, you got like your, you, you got your, your dark vacuum of space. You, 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 you got, uh, you know, Karn whipping the blicky out, and he's you, you using it in such a way that like you, know, this emitting this light, and there's the colors in this section right here. I was like, dude, I really like that. I don't, I, I, and I. I I knew I liked it, but I didn't really know why I liked it until uh, Beta Boy pointed out why. And I was like, I was like, oh, yeah, that's why I like it. 
that makes all hmm. the sense now because it's the for one a few some of my favorite colors and also just the contrast of those colors against that backdrop and like i said just everything down to the designs i think you know, it was even brought up uh the holographic uh clothing uh that we see in um like in this shot right here like yeah it's, it's the little subtle stuff like the little nuances that you know that make a lot of it stick out to me uh like you know it it, it just a a reminder that you know, hey remember this is we're 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 in we're in high sci-fi right now this is yeah you know, this is like something you know if i were to imagine myself watching a tv show or a movie hell i'll even go as far as say just straight up you know if i were to watch an episode of star trek and there was like mm -hmm. a scene like this in there i would expect to see something like that like this is the type of stuff that i would be like oh yeah of course yeah the holographic clothing makes total sense to me um so if you will bring up that picture mm -hmm. that that first image you just brought up because i'm very very weird Okay. Uh, when you were showing when he was going inside and you were talking about the colors. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right okay. Here. Now, the reason that this struck out to me, and I'm very weird when it comes to comics. If I see something on the first few pages or if my eyes catch anything, I'm instantly going to want to read that. So if you see in the top right where he's shooting, it looks like almost like a disc out mm -hmm, to yeah, get right inside. <laughs> I'm going to show my age on this one. The first fucking thing that popped into my head. <laughs> Do you two remember that old Aerosmith shooter? Yo, that arcade shooter? X. <laughs> that was the no, first thing that popped into my head. And I said, yeah, I want to read this now. Yeah, and then they, they shot CDs. They shot CDs. They shot, it was, you were playing with Aerosmith shooting cyborgs and aliens shooting CDs at people. It was yeah. hilarious. It was but, a fantastic game. Something I need to play. <laughs> <laughs> it was that, and it was uh, it was page eight when you see, and this just this is just shout out to the artist here. It's just when he's getting out of the suit. Mm, yep. Into the drip. Yeah. I thought was really well up. done. I thought it was really well done. Oh yeah. The way no, he, he's sneaking in, getting scanned <laughs> in, and drip. Like, just bam. fixing the cuff, just fixing the cufflinks up. I thought that was really dope. <laughs> and, and, like, like, yeah, you. and to cap it off right here, where he's like, "All right, let me pull this out. Let me, let me, let me, let me pull the strap out." <laughs> he's like, well, "I might have to do some wet work here in just a minute." And then, and he does because <laughs> it literally just is. It's immediately just it's it's immediately followed up with him just catching two bodies uh, off rip. Just like he's like, all right, well, cool. We're yeah, bam, just bop, bop. <laughs> no, you gotta, you gotta pull it back up. You gotta pull it back oh, up. Yeah, you gotta yeah. put some more respect on it. It, 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 it was, it was the Metal oh, Gear yeah, tap, tap, oh, tap, yeah. tap, tap. It was the Metal Gear song. <laughs> tap, tap, tap. I cracked up when I saw. It. He's, he's like, yeah, yeah, come here, come here. He's like, I said, yeah, I want to read this. I want to read this. He could have kept the space. You. Yeah. Mm -hmm. it, the, the most fulfilling thing is hearing you guys like appreciate it the way that I like it. Like these are, this is the stuff that was going through my head when I was writing this script of like, oh yeah, like like the tap tap from Metal Gear, like, <laughs> so just you guys kind of like reading it that way, that's yeah. like, mm. it's like dude, it, it was it was awesome. I, I thought it was, I I thought it was really freaking cool. I thought it was really yeah. freaking cool. Uh oh, we got some more super. Uh, apparently, we have some more super chats in here. I want to make sure we catch these before they they get away from us. Uh, we got one here from Q Mac with the. <clears throat> 
Judd, I'm sorry. That always makes me happy. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry you have to go through this. It makes you happy now because you get to leave in a little bit. That's what that is. That's what it is. You get to go on about your daily. <laughs> he ain't been having to do this for like two years now. That's all it is. He's going to have to get to go back to times. having wonderful stories and new scripts you get to jot out. You ain't got to hear this shit here. Like, he gets to go back to be like, yeah, so like right here. Like, in, yeah, go ahead and have perf- a tap on the wall. <laughs> In, I was going to say, in a perfect world, that shit right there was one of the people that just got their heads blown off. <laughs> That's like, what that tap, was. Tap, tap, 1999 was one of the dummies that just walked in there when they heard the tapping. Well, yeah. MP3 and, uh, recording of that, one of my stretch goals, because I, I think that would definitely I would, I would provide that. I would provide that to you. I would provide that to you. Cubac <laughs> uh, says, showing love and keeping this trend going. Need my The Voice, Ernie. <laughs> Oh, uh, and also, you know, Q Mac because they're they're uh they are a scholar, a saint, and a in a in a in a whole uh gentleman says uh with another one with a nineteen ninety nine super chat says have much love for you brothers best channel in this and any other multiverse thank you for that hey, that that is the ultimate respect right there uh. <laughs> We've also got another one here from Beta Boy TV with 499 says comics are like Tinder. You need story to keep people, but you need sexy art to get people to swipe right. This has both. It, it does. Where's Man Eater? Because he just told on himself. I hope he did that. <laughs> Check his phone. Check his phone. <laughs> that degenerate got Tinder on his phone. Check his phone, Man Eater. I know you're listening too. <laughs> shh, shh, don't back rows. Don't don't say anything. Don't say anything. Uh, <laughs> Legion with the 199 says, "Do you think Marvel is going to add Century MCU? We're actually going to be talking about that here in a little bit. We actually will be talking about that here in a little bit, and I have some opinions and some thoughts, some things that I will say. But I will will will. I'll just say for now, I think yes, but I don't think this is the one. That's all I'll I'm say. I'm going to regret now. this, but you miss one because you got Q Max, but you uh, didn't get Brent Fox. Oh. Oh, you know what I did? I, I'm so glad you said something here. We got see, now this one. See, Carter, they helped you out here. Yes, they did. They helped you out here because see, the new way. Usually, Carter says just add the penny, but see, we got a song for that too. So Brent actually did you a solid here. Says, yes, Sorry, I Carter. Had to keep the party going. Seriously though, thanks all of you for uh, providing a one of a kind platform that is as informative as it is hilarious. See, thank you for that. See, we 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 got you. We got you. We appreciate that. But uh, yes, uh, for Elite X1 who's asking, yeah, this is, uh, here, I'm going to pull this back up because blah, blah, blam. Uh, this is our homie Judah Rad, who is the creator of Karn 13. So uh, this, uh, and if you've just jumped in, uh, Karn 13 is a sci-fi comic with a lot of, of uh like super spy you uh, i guess this would be this wouldn't technically be inter would be an international man of mystery this would be this is an intergalactic man of mystery which uh i'm i'm down for i'm down 100% for um and I and one of the, and I want to you know for those of you, you know, if you haven't gone to uh, the Kickstarter page which is pinned at the top of the chat as we speak, uh, one of my favorite parts of the uh, the setup uh, uh, that's in the uh, on the Kickstarter page 
is uh the part where uh you know, you know once we kind of get through you know, some you know showing us some of the art the panels the pages everything um <clears throat> the part where it says uh and, and i think this is gonna this is what i think is gonna catch a lot of people's attention here it says uh we want you to experience a pulse pounding blend of gratifying emotions do you remember the awe-inspiring feeling you had when traversing the vast expanse of space in mass effect or with the self-assuredness you felt after watching john wick do you recall feeling like you could take down an entire room of assassins with your fists we're gonna give you all of that and then some that is like I mean, yeah art i'm here you know the you know, the the plot i'm here but like yeah it's it's that promise of uh what else is to come uh you know beyond what we're just seeing there and yeah <laughs> I think it's pretty freaking awesome. Also, I I just not to not to rehash uh, uh, a a joke from yesterday. I I you know, to tell myself a little bit. I got the the variant cover. Uh, I got the 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 variant cover, which I believe is that's the one. That's the uh, was it a uh, the uh, uh, ah, God damn, I can't talk. The Arosa. Uh, variant cover, which I think is this one. I think is it this one right here? Let me. Boop, 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 boop. Bam! I think it's this one right here, and I got it based on the strength of the Scott Bakula jokes that were told uh, yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> which, by the way, I still think you need to hit Scott Bakula up on Cameo so he could uh, put an endorsement out. Uh <laughs> I want him to try to collect royalties from me. So it's oh, a no. double oh. sword. No, actually, don't tell him. Don't tell him. <laughs> actually, no, no. What you do is you tell him, and then hopefully by the time he gets a chance to say anything, he he makes the next leap, and it's not the leap home. There you go. That that that's how that goes. Like he like the blue light just overtakes him, and next thing he winds up in a boxing ring, getting his getting his ass beat. Uh, <laughs> Quantum leap jokes, everybody. Quantum leap. Quantum leap. Uh, yeah, not not the new one. Not because it's bad. I, I haven't seen it yet. Uh, <laughs> there's a new one. Ew. Yeah, there's a. It's on Peacock. Um, but uh, there's a. Everyone was mad because it's 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 an Asian man now. Uh, he, he 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 he's not a white man. Everybody was upset. Um, <laughs> but no, it, it, I yeah. If if you can't tell. I I really I really dig this. I think this is really awesome. And and you know I guess you know for those who don't know, because I, I guess you know that's another thing too. Judah, can you tell everyone a little bit about uh, your 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 comic pedigree? Because that's it's something that uh, Robo and I have talked about uh, from time to time as well. Is that like um, like Judah is a like. I would dare say an encyclopedia. <laughs> well, I wouldn't go that far, but uh, of comics. Well, just like so your there, your, your attention to detail, like your attention to like you, uh, like like your your recall. I'll put it that we will say your recall is just really good. <laughs> so I, there, there's there's my wife, my yeah, mm -hmm. dog my friends and those are the only things i care about more than comics mm -hmm. everything else is comics as yeah. far as my like passion goes uh yeah you know i'm a big i'm a, I'm a big fan uh the silver surfer is my favorite character mm -hmm. uh 
I love the X-Men. I love Hickman era X-Men. I know you talk about that a lot on this channel and uh, so, so good. Um, I'm a, a big fan of uh, Valiant. Um, mm. The the characters and the creators, not not so much uh, the uh, upper levels of the company anymore, but uh, of yeah. Of course. I love uh, Bloodshot, Exo Manowar, Livewire. Um, the Harbinger series. Like, I, I love yes. that stuff. Also, he said yes. Livewire. I just want to point this out. Nobody talks about Livewire, and it's a crying shame. Shit, no <laughs> one be... talks about Harbinger, Exo, Man of no, War. They, no, they really don't. But they talk even less about be... Livewire. <laughs> be the number one superhero that everybody in the world likes. She's just not getting the exposure that she deserves. Yeah. That is fair. That is fair. Um, Yeah, like, I, yeah, like, just, I... Because like there's there have been times where 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 um where which you know first and foremost valiant like that's one of those like they're very like I don't read I don't read every like there there are some things I read from valiant I'm kind of all over the place as of late when it comes to comics um I've lately found myself uh becoming a uh a stan account for awa upshot uh for boom studios they're so good just yeah just like it's, honestly we're at a point right now where you know don't get me wrong marvel and dc they're great you know they're fantastic whatever image always great you know uh I feel they i feel they have almost too many comics uh at this point but uh, <laughs> uh i think they actually have more comics running concurrently than both marvel and dc combined uh, right now, comics than people who live in Rhode Island. Pretty sure. Oh yeah, no, hundred percent. That's a hundred thousand percent right there. <laughs> but uh, it's 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 crazy to me that like you know we we live in this day and age now where you know, there's just multiple companies out there just putting out great uh you know, great books. Uh, We're living comic renaissance. I, oh, I yeah. think like. Like it's never been better than it is now. It's just mm -hmm. uh, at peak. Like you have, ev there was a time when you know you had you had superhero stuff and western stuff and like horror stuff, and mm -hmm. now it's like you have every type of stuff your brain can can like rule. It's got to be like not rule thirty four, but like a rule something for comics where mm -hmm. if you can think of it, it's there somewhere. Yeah, there's a comic mm -hmm. out there for it. Like like in some way. Because it's like, yeah, you know, when I talk to people, like, oh, man, I don't really you know, mess with comics anymore because it's just all superheroes. And I was like, no, not really. Like, there's comics about just regular people doing regular stuff. Um, Get that new Chip Zdarsky book, uh, Public Domain. It's yeah. like, it's about, it's a, it's just about, there's no superheroes, there's no magic, there's no sci-fi. It's just a story about life. Mm -hmm. Like, you have that now. Yeah. Uh, you can, you can just as easily find a comic about, um, yeah, and this is one that I like to uh, throw out there a lot. Um, you, know, if you're a fan of something like The Mayor of Kingstown, you could read a comic. You're like you're like, man, I want to. I wish there was a comic like Mayor of Kingstown, and you could say, oh, just go read Newburn. <laughs> Oddly enough, also by Chips and Tarski. <laughs> but like, parents, yeah. my parents will not have it either. Like, I, I sit down with my dad. I'm like, you should read this. You should read mm -hmm. uh, some. Ed Brubaker. That's just like the stuff that you like. Yeah. And uh, and he just is not having it. He's like, he yeah, said, no. maybe one of these days. It's, it's just because it's a comic. He's just not super like drawn to it. Yeah. Well, you know, and, and the thing is, stigma. I, I always find like, you know, uh, 
my mother was the one who got me into comics when I was a kid. And, you know, and we, and because of what I do, we do end up talking about comics, uh, from time to time. And, you know, I'll be telling her about something I'm reading. She's like, oh my God, that sounds so like, you know, and not just like, you know, a put on, but like, like she's legitimately gone out and bought some of the comics I've, you know, told her about. Like, you know, when I was telling her about, um, James Tinney and the fourth, uh, uh, you know, something's killing the children. You know, she was like, wow, that's, that sounds like something that should be like a, a movie or TV show or something. Or like, you know, if, uh, when I was talking about, uh, once in future, uh, bitter root, uh, you know, a lot of these, uh, a lot of these, you know, comics that are, you know, once again, they're not capes. They're not, uh, superheroes by any stretch of the imagination. Um, but the stories are relatable. They're like things you would see on TV or uh, in a movie or in a novel or you know, whatever. Um, and like that same, like, you know, when people, you know, you think back to what was like the 80s and the 90s where I feel like there was like this huge boom of like sci-fi fantasy, you know, novels. Um, and I feel like it's like that now. Just... You know, but for comics, like there's just like every comic imaginable. Uh, heck, I didn't know this until about maybe a year or two ago. Apparently, Red Sonia is still a thing. Yeah, and is where are you like, because I don't read Dynamite comics like that. Um, well, I just know you're a fan of Gail Simone because that's who was doing it for a while. Well, no, no, no. I knew about her. Strun, hands down. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Oh, no, no. I knew about hers. I didn't know it was still like as popular today. Gotcha. And like, because uh, I think I don't, I don't remember. I would have to look this up, but um, whoever is on the book currently, I know it's changed hands. Like, it's changed hands dozens, of, dozens of times. Um, you know since since Gail Simone, which that's, that's been some time. Uh, but I think the last person here, let's see, I got it right in front of me as of now is, let's see. That's the cover art. Yeah. Jim, well, I know Jim Zub did it. Jim Zub was on it. Yeah. Cause his has a, his had a different name. It was something, something Red Sonia. Yeah. It was, yeah. His, his was different. There was a uh, Mirko Andolfo was the one who did one of the last like core, mm. uh, core series. And then yeah, Jim Zub. Uh, and then there was, I think there were some other names, some other like prominent names out there as well. But like, and they've been good. <laughs> they've been good. Not as good as Gail Simone. Cause I'm sorry. That's, That's just... Sonia. Hmm. So that's like all the Red Sonias across. They, they've gone multiversal. Oh, with it, so. yeah. I don't remember which one that is, but yeah, there is. There's. There's one where like, okay, the, the Dynamite has done this thing where like they have had their own like Red Sonia into the Sonyaverse. <laughs> they've had their own like uh, uh where uh Vampirella and Red Sonia have teamed up. They've had it where like there's all these different versions of Vampirella. I think Christopher uh Priest right now is writing one of the books, uh Draculina, uh which is just wild to me because Christopher Priest is like, y'all are not about to pigeonhole me as the Black Panther guy. Just mm -mm. 
No, sir. It's like, I'm writing everything else but. I'm writing Deathstroke. I'm writing Justice League. I'm writing U.S. Agent. I don't want to write no more black characters. <laughs> He's like, get away from me. <laughs> Give me this Draculina book. <laughs> but no, like, they... Uh, Dino, like... Some of our Comics favorite... Too, um... Mm-hmm. Like Rodney Barnes just did a five issue James Bond run for Dynamite. So see, mm-hmm. I didn't even know they that. have like they're <laughs> yep. key holders. Yep. <laughs> I yeah. didn't even know it's that. Pretty- and Rodney Barnes is one of my like currently one of my favorite writers. Uh, uh, largely because of uh, Philadelphia and uh, Nita Hall's Nightmare Blog, uh, which is by the way, if you're if if you're not reading either of those titles, y'all please do yourself. Uh, do yourself a, a service and, and go check those out. They are, they're really good. <laughs> um, but yeah, like what was it? Uh, you know, Carter, you and I've talked about this a lot, but you I always tell people, yeah, some of your favorite writers at Marvel and DC have books elsewhere. Yes. Uh, like for all y'all that are like, you know, gushy. We literally just, he, he literally just brought up public domain. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like you love daredevil. You love, uh, Chip Zdarsky's Batman. Go read Public Domain. Go read Newburn. Go read uh, what was it? Um, mm-hmm. that's another one he has that I'm I'm blanking on. But like you, know, for everyone that was gushing over uh, Kieran Gillen's Immortal X Men and Judgment Day, I can literally reach over here right now and pull out Die, which is I didn't know you got it. I didn't yo, know you got it in. Oh yeah, that is it, a good uh, book. Woo, woo. You could beat somebody's Actually, ass. I'm with jealous. This. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it, it, it's such a it, it's such a good story. Hell, uh, I'll reach up here again. Karen Gillen. <laughs> this is a Karen Gillen stand account. Once in future, right here. Uh, this is just him trying to stunt right now that he can just grab all these. <laughs> I mean, just <laughs> have them alphabetically uh alphabetically organized so yeah, hey, look, i'm just saying man i'm just saying i I'm, I'm out here uh but no i love the you know some of your favorite writers if you want to experience their work outside of mainstream comics you can just go to any of these other imprints and be like there you have it you know um so yeah Stream stuff like they're 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 bound like they mm-hmm. they have to follow there's editorial controlling like certain elements of like what kind of story they can tell what they can do with the character which characters they can use i mean there's still a lot of great stuff obviously with Mm -hmm. daredevil which is like chef's kiss but Mm -hmm. um they really get to spread their wings with something like image where it's still a creator-owned title and they could do basically whatever they want with it and Mm -hmm. you really get to see them kind of spread their wings a little bit fly so to speak <laughs> well i mean it, you know carter carter and i've talked about this a, a great deal before but like yeah we always bring up donny cates's uh crossover uh mm-hmm. which is just a really weird and wild book that should not be possible but it is and on paper it should just sound like a lawsuit waiting to happen but a lot of the stuff he <laughs> uses a lot of it's stuff that image owns and even the stuff that he doesn't they they find ways to you know get around it and and have it exist there in a roundabout way where you can kind of be like mm, yeah we can't quite sue you yet but we're thinking about it <laughs> but you know you you couldn't do a like a book like crossover with like uh you know all these random and sundry characters you know, you couldn't do that at at marvel not not in the way that he's done it 
uh, where it's not just the comic characters. It's also like the writers, the artists uh, that are also, I think there's an issue that Chip Zdarsky, yeah, this also, Chip Zdarsky, uh, Stan account uh, podcast here. Uh, there's an issue of crossover. I think that's written by Chip Zdarsky, starring Chip Zdarsky. Uh, <laughs> so it's like it, there, there's uh, like I said, there, there's a lot out there. I I always tell people, you know, don't get me wrong, Marvel, DC, fantastic, they're great. I don't have any beef with them, but if you want to know like where I usually hang my hat. <laughs> it's uh it's typically in the spectrum of like image boom dynamite so and so and so and so and so forth. Uh um, trouble is yeah. Yeah, 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 actually and now as of today, uh, you know, officially I can say that. I can say yeah, you know, Trouble Studios, which by the way the home of car and 13. Uh, so I just, yeah, it, I, I think that's, I, yeah, I think this is a really awesome thing because, you know, we are getting a story that you probably, and, and I don't know, you never know. Cause yeah, we've seen these things start out in one place, end up in another, but could you see yourself potentially bringing, you know, car and 13 or like another work? to you you know, to, like like you because know, I, I guess like to to kind of put a put an example out there i know i think it was was it not tara that uh scott snyder uh did i think initially started as like a indiegogo or a kickstarter and then it wound up on uh on uh uh being published through image comics like could you see something like that level of success as scott snyder um because he's stuck he's scott snyder uh well, yeah, but yeah, yeah. uh i mean he only I, wrote the one of the best batman uh batman runs of you know all time you know geez <laughs> he oh, only man. he only uh, mildly I, carried I can... the new 52 for a little bit <laughs> yeah but that's, that's tell the story for a long time mm -hmm. so i i could tell the story for a long time so as long as you know and i gotta thank the backers now like it's really guys that sort of facilitate this for me because, like, I'll tell the story as long as you let me. Um, and then, as far as Trump goes, you know, this is in its infant infantile stages, but mm -hmm. we are, uh, we is me, <laughs> we uh, planning a uh, anthology book, and I already have some mm -hmm. work uh, put towards that. So I would like to. Uh, this gets a little bit more exposure and success and uh, funding. Um, the I do plan on publishing stuff that's not not for me. Mm -hmm. um to kind of just uh become a home for uh independent creators so that's some long-term stuff um mm -hmm. just i gotta get the first kickstarter off first but um yeah, this, i i'm gonna grow it as much as i can from where I, where i'm at oh hey it, it, you're off to a pretty good start so far <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're definitely off to a very good start so definitely. far. uh but that said uh because i, I want to make sure that we, yeah, we catch this too here because we got us another oh carter he didn't save you this time we got a super chat here from lp3 with the <clears throat> 2000 zero zero party over oops out of time dun, 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 super chat says good afternoon fellas first off congrats on your book judah i will support also I've learned to change my verbiage when recommending comics. When I say graphic novel instead, 
Some people give them a try. It's weird, man. That's a true statement. I've discovered graphic novel, apparently, is a less charged word. <laughs> than, That's than how comic. Walking Dead fans mm -hmm. can enjoy Walking Dead, even though they clown people who read comics. Yeah. It, no, it, because Walking Dead is not a comic. It's a graphic novel. Nah. Mm -mm, oh, watch out, little bitch. It's a comic book. <laughs> Look, that, that is 22 pages, sir. Don't sit up here and lie to me. That's a damn comic book. Don't, it's got pictures. Stop lying to yourself. Uh, just accept that it's a comic, and we can all live our lives. Um, but no, uh, also, thank you uh, for, uh, for the support, not only for us, but also for uh, going and checking out Karn13. Uh, uh, over on Kickstarter, which, by the way, link at the top of the chat. Uh, but, yeah, I, I don't know. What do you think about that, Judah? What do you think about the the idea of you know, graphic novels you know, versus comics, like, in, in people's natural... You already kind of said, you know, you, you were talking about your dad, like, I don't know about this comic. <laughs> but, like, what do you think about that? Yeah. I don't know why, but every time, uh, every time you sing, I lose audio for like oh. thirty seconds. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Oh God. My bad. If you know that was in any indication, hey, 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 hey. No, <laughs> but no. but that's not a that's not a comment on your singing. I think no. that's the Discord. Thing. Yeah, no, but, I think uh, it's just Discord. But no, uh, but no, like, but what do you think about that? What do you what do you think about like that that argument between like comics versus graphic novels? Like people preferring to use one word over another. Uh, or like, or, or oh, be more I, receptive I think, to it uh, if it's labeled as one thing versus another. Rather, I got a couple thoughts about it. Uh, one is that uh, I think it's good for comics if comics reach a wider audience than the people that are currently comic book fans. And I think that maybe having something a little more academic to describe it, like graphic novel, could expand it to a wider audience and just kind of make. You know, I, I've always felt like comics is treated like low art when it's really high art. So mm. it's to me, it's a good thing if maybe the verbiage we use expands it uh, to that academic level. On the flip side, I don't really like the term graphic novel. It just sounds a little bit pretentious to me. So yeah. it's like I'm trying to find that <laughs> balance between those two things. It's, this is not a comic book. This is a graphic I, novel. It's kind of like when people say like toys versus action figures. Like it's like it's a toy. It's a it's not an action. I mean, yeah, action figures it, it works. But like I always, I used to always find it funny. Like no, no, these are action figures. It's like yes, yeah, toy. <laughs> but no, um, I guess with that, I guess do we have any? Uh, I'm I'm looking to see if there's any. Uh, anything else here? Making sure we're not missing anything. Okay, cool. We got. Look at that, man. Look at this. man. Look at this, Carter. We are knocking them out. We are knocking them out. But also, <laughs> what I want to make sure you guys knock out is uh, I want no you guys. Yes. <laughs> I want you guys to go and check out Karin Thirteen over on Kickstarter. If any of what we have said has sounded the least bit interesting to you i think you owe it to yourself to go check it out because there's something really special over there um judah do you have anything else to add
of audio. I'm sorry, everybody. Uh, I don't know. It's like oh. in and out with you. But um, oh, I'm here. Let's see. Hold we up. say in the military, speaking in in the blind, which means that I don't know if anybody can hear me. Um, yes, we can. <laughs> can you, uh, uh, I thank. I appreciate the support, and I appreciate you guys having me on. And um, it project it means a lot to me, and uh, it means a lot to me that people are interested in it. And I'm going to give you an awesome product. Um, there's a lot of other kind of cool stuff. Um, we hit it. We hit the first stretch goal, so everybody gets a trading card. Kind of cool. Mm. Um, got a uh, sticker here. Everybody gets. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm just gonna throw in these bookmarks too because it's not a stretch goal, but it's just cool to have. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, I'm uh, I'm I'm, I'm excited uh, to get these shipped out. Dude, well, like I said, I can't wait. I'll say I can't wait to to get the copy of it. So I'm excited for it. I think it's safe to say uh, a lot of other people are excited for it as well. And I think uh, when it hear you again, yes. Oh, there it is. (laughs) When it comes time to uh, you, and and when it comes time for uh, Karn, you know, thirteen number two, uh, dude, we'd love to have you back on. So. Awesome. Thank you. <laughs> well, um, but no, uh, with that, uh, y'all make sure to, for one, uh, for one, and I'll, you know, for those who are watching this, uh, or, you know, the VOD or coming back, we're going to have all the links and everything. Uh, we'll have everything up so that, you know, you can go, uh, you can go check it out. Uh, make sure that you go follow, uh, like wh- where I know, I know where to find you on Twitter, but, uh, where everyone can find you on social media. Um, Twitter is uh, trouble underscore comics on Twitter. Um, and then, uh, my, my personal is uh Judah underscore rad underscore IFLC. And, um, I'm always down to chat. Um, uh, I, spend a lot of time on social media, even when I'm at work and I should be working um, because I have a social media problem. So I will be, I'll definitely be available. <laughs> Look, shh, shh. We, we, just in case, just in case nobody heard that last, that nobody heard that last part. <laughs> just in case we don't, we, we, we don't want to make, we don't want to get him in trouble. <laughs> he has not been on yeah, social um, media at work. He I, has not been on social media at work. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, uh, that I was kidding. <laughs> he, he's like, yeah, those are jokes. Those are clearly jokes. <laughs> no, I'm jokes. But no, uh, thank you so much for uh, sitting in with us, Judah. And like I said, we we will have you back. Uh, you, know, we will have you back again to talk about Car in thirteen number two. And I can't wait uh, for y'all to see uh, what is coming with Car in thirteen uh, number one. So we're gonna take a quick pause, and we will be right back
All right, there we go. We are back, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, maybe. I don't know. Um, (laughs) Let me just tell you all real quick Mm -hmm. that that was a very nice guest to have. That looks like it's going to be a very interesting book, a very fun book. I, I really like when I see someone who... They, they have an idea and they have a dream and they set out to achieve that dream and then everyone else loves that dream. Yes, sir. But let me tell you how you people can ruin a very good thing. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, I forgot about this. Evil, evil, ugly people with these 1999s. This man is trying to come over here and promote something, something that he has been wanting to do for quite a long time. He finally gets to put it out in front of you all. But he just left saying he had another interview to do. So he gets to talk his shit on multiple platforms and do something that he loves to do. He got to achieve a, a, a dream was achieved. And y'all punk asses coming here with these 1999s. You make me sick. <laughs> you make me sick. <laughs> also <Stop> ruining people's <laughs> dreams. Oh, no, that look- man had that man for almost an hour had to hear that kung fu treachery come out of Ernie's mouth. <laughs> they had to hear the chicanery degenerateness come out of his mouth because you people. I mean, have you all not heard about making a good first impression? Y'all ain't got no home training. <laughs> Okay, y'all in here with these damn 1999. You got Beta Boy in the chat trying to pretend he know big words. What the hell is wrong with y'all today? Y'all see, y'all y'all really trying to make this villain origin shit come to fruition. Y'all ain't slick. <laughs> well, on the you know, speaking of vil, villain origin stories, <laughs> no, I'm joking. This has nothing to do with villain origin stories. Uh, we got a super chat from the homie. Uh, oh wait, hold. Let me go to that one there we go is this the right yeah this should be the right one there we go now oh. we're getting somewhere uh we got one from the homie lost arc says like call it professional wrestling combat ballet yeah talk about i have what we never were heard about someone call it that but i would put hands on that person who called it that. <laughs> i mean i uh i sometimes i would refer to it as uh murder gymnastics but yeah that's, murder yeah. gymnastics fashionista murder gymnastics that's what uh that's sometimes what okay. i would like when i wanted to describe it to someone that didn't like the idea of professional wrestling like they didn't you know understand it that's what i would do I'd be like, yeah, here you go. There you have it. And they'd be like, oh, wow, this is actually really cool. Uh... <laughs> also, uh, by the way, speaking of, we got one also here from the homie Witch Doctor Son. <laughs> Says, uh, <laughs> happy Saturday. Thank you, Ernie, for helping me realize that John Henry Iron Steel is my favorite DC Comics character. Hey, no. you are hey. welcome, and I'm glad when you, you say that things video. like that. When you say things like that, you have to know what that that statement envelops. So that <laughs> means you like everything steel from the comics to the cartoons, from the live action to Shaq. You like. All of that, man. That that's that statement you just made envelops we don't, all of that. So now people get to clown you like hell. <laughs> that's his favorite DC character. 
that Shaq, he just enveloped everything he said. You are nasty, sir, that you like Shaq with the garbage man suit on. Stop it. <laughs> oh, no. Also, thank you for that 2000 zero, zero party over. Oops, out of time. Dun, 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 dun. Super chat. Thank you for that. We appreciate it, pimp. Uh, we also got one here from Anthony Drosos with the five dollars. Canadian says looking to give self-publishing one more try after years of hesitation. Do you recommend print or online like webtoons? Uh this was probably a better question for Judah, but I would definitely say I feel like I feel like online, like uh if you're talking like webtoons. That's one thing. Uh, mm -hmm. That's one way to go about it for sure. Uh, I would also say that uh, if you can make your comics in a digital format of any kind uh, yeah. is always kind of a step up because a lot of people, I would say you could give people both options. Mm -hmm. Like if you like, I feel like going the Indiegogo Kickstarter route is always a, a pretty I won't say a safe bet, but just like, I feel like you can kind of offer multiple things, <laughs> but I definitely would say if you just wanted to kind of start out, I would maybe say Webtoon's not a bad place to go. Um, let's see here. <laughs> Lost Dr. Blur with the golden pipes. Hey, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. Uh, we got some other stories here. We're going to jump into and you know, someone asked, uh, I believe, who was that asked this earlier? I believe it was Legion that asked this earlier uh, about... Yes, yes, it was. Yes, it was. I can confirm. They said, or rather they asked, do you think Marvel is going to add Sentry in the MCU? And that has been the rumor uh, as of late. That has been the hot rumor uh, for uh, the last uh, couple of weeks, actually. We didn't talk about this you know, the previous week because we just had other stuff to talk about. But uh, apparently... Apparently, um, it is a possibility. Now, I want to, I okay, look, I want to put a caveat on everything here that I'm about to say because I want to taper expectation. Okay. <laughs> I want to taper expectation. Right now, the rumor is that Steven Yun is going to be playing the Sentry in the MCU, and this rumor exists purely because, purely because uh, about roughly a week ago, uh, there was some news that came out that mm. said that he is going to be playing a pivotal key role. Pivotal key role in the Thunderbolts film. Now, I want to make sure that we taper those expectations a little bit because... I want I want to bring you exhibit A. And it's really the only exhibit because it's the only one I think I should need. I don't even want you to temper expectations. I want they asses to go in there expecting to see the century, just like they asses walked into Quantumania expecting to see Reed fucking Richards. I don't want you to temper no expectations. I just want y'all to go in there and be severely disappointed because of your own brains jumping to fucking conclusions. And actually, I'm glad you said that, Carter, because that's exactly what I was going to bring up. Because I remember when William Jackson Harper was announced, everyone in their grandmama thought, and even even I kind of thought hmm, maybe I mean could be, but I don't I don't know. Um, everyone's like, oh, he's gonna be playing Quasar. He's gonna be playing Reed Richards. He's gonna be playing 
uh, Blue Marvel. He's gonna be playing all these different characters because you know because some some leaker and I and once again this this wasn't necessarily information that came from Marvel. It was insiders out there like your Grace Randolphs and your you know, so on and so forths saying that oh yeah he's rumor has it. You know, like 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 they're on some Adele. I'm gonna shit. do that. For, I'm gonna do that on one of these bird caves before I leave LA. Was that? I'm gonna rearrange my entire room so that the camera is looking at the window, so y'all can just see outside of my damn crib. And then I'm gonna flip my goddamn camera so it could be like this. So I'm I'm straight up horizontal. I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna dye my hair blonde. <laughs> And I'm going to tell you all about how I had a conversation with James Gunn last week, and he hates Henry Cavill, and the Thunderbolts are going to be fighting Suicide Squad in an amalgam crossover starring Nikki Cox and Julian McMahon from Nip Tuck. <laughs> Dude, this man drug out Nikki Cox. <laughs> but no... <laughs> All these people kept saying, oh, yeah, man, William Jackson Harper, he's going to be playing a key pivotal role in the MCU, and he ended up just playing this dude. A dude who honestly didn't even have to be in the movie, was not a key pivotal role or nothing. They were expecting him to be Reed Richards, right? They were expecting Dr. Doom to show up in Wakanda forever. Y'all asses forgot about that one, didn't they? They asses was running around here, swore up and down that Tom Cruise was in Multiverse of Midness. And you all, and now we got the new rumor, y'all. Invincible. Glenn himself is going to be Robert Reynolds, the most white bread Caucasian in the MCU. Why? Because you read it on Twitter. Be- Blackface, he probably gonna be playing humbug or something. (laughs) Look, here's the thing. Here's the thing. We don't know who he's gonna be playing. A lot of people think it's gonna be the century. I honestly, personally, I don't see it. I don't see it. I feel like this is one of those rumors that's gonna fall flat on his face. Now, if we fast forward to like you your four or five months and then Marvel comes and said, Yeah, Steven Young's gonna be playing the century, I'll say fair play. But right now, this just sounds like one of those ridiculous rumors people put out there to get clicks. That's what y'all asses still go for it and then clown the movie because Twitter profile pick number 874 told you some shit and you boosted your own head up. So because you boosted your own head up, the movie sucks. <laughs> no, you just dumb for believing a Twitter profile pick and that person gets to go away scot-free because their troll worked. Their clickbaity shit worked. If I get another one of y'all people to tag me in some shit because comic book cast or comic book somebody didn't oh, say yeah. that even Yoon was going to be the century because Negan is going to be Thomas Wayne and that's how they're going to do the amalgam shit and then Comics Explain said that they're going to do Avengers Forever and see because Comics Explained is insider. He knows everything. Why y'all bringing Rob into this? Why y'all bringing Negan into this? Hey, what, what Thomas Wayne do with who this boy is gonna be in a Marvel film, dude? I, I just you see, you see what I'm saying? You see how all that shit I just said sounds about as stupid as shit. 
They say it on Twitter, and y'all believe it there. Why? I mean, my here's my thing with it. Um, I remember, uh, and yeah, which Doctor Son brought this up too, because I remember that was actually the big rumor at the time. Is that uh, when Black Panther came out, we would see the Soul Stone, because you know all the Marvel movies up leading up to Infinity War had some kind of MacGuffin in it that would later we discover was an Infinity Stone. Do so you every- not remember the pics that they showed in Doctor Doom and Wakanda Forever mm-hmm. when it was oh, no. clearly just a goddamn steal that somebody took from Marvel versus Capcom 3 and oh, they yeah. just put that motherfucker behind a Quinjet and oh, y'all no. fell for it? Oh, no. I, I remember seeing one that How was... many Tom Cruises did we see coming straight off of Vanilla Sky put the <laughs> Iron Man suit on him? Come on, bro. Oh, no. I, I remember someone took a still from Marvel Ultimate Alliance one and tried to pass it off as a shot of Dr. Doom in uh, uh, Wakanda Forever. And here's the thing. Look. Okay, so I think, you know, Carter and I have talked about this before. I usually vet every story that we talk about here on this show so that very rarely do we ever talk about something in a serious fashion as if it's true. Case in point, when all the stuff was happening with uh, No Way Home, and everybody was saying, oh, mm-hmm. man, Andrew Garfield. Oh, man, Tobey Maguire. Those, I vetted those stories, and I had reason to believe that they were true because of all the evidence that we had seen. But, like, when it was, like, other stuff, like uh, Tom Cruise is uh, going to be in Multiverse of Madness, and then people tried to backtrack and say, well, no, he was actually originally in it, but he was cut. Stop. Stop. Just admit that when y'all saw them images of a black woman shooting light out of her hands and had glowing ass eyes, that the light was so bright that for two seconds y'all thought y'all saw a white man. (laughs) And this was like, honestly, that multiverse of madness has basically reaffirmed for me my argument that I always make when people say that, you know, in certain situations, certain characters look like, you know, they're almost white. <laughs> this is why I always tell people, because that's how light works. <laughs> if I Y'all turn these a- lights up bright enough, I will be yeah. a whole other shade. <laughs> right. Matter of fact, Carter is actually darker skin than what he looks like right now. First of all, you're not going to disrespect me like that, okay? First of all, that's what you're not going to do. That's what you're not going to do. I'm Caramel Macchiato, you prick. You are not going to disrespect me like that. You should disrespect me like that. John Battle saying Stephen Young is going to be Amadeus Cho. That's racist. (laughs) Well, well, okay. The only reason that I would... Because if I'm not mistaken, I think Stephen Young is Chinese. And I hope you didn't Cho stand up out loud and be like, oh, he gonna, oh I'm a dash choke. Be, bro, you going to see. Actually, I take crime. that back. That's he is South crime. Korean. Stop Asian hate. Okay. Don't do that. <laughs> Don't do that. Steven Young is actually South Korean. I thought for some reason I thought he was Chinese. Never mind. I guess I'm the racist. Uh... <laughs> danger, danger, Talk about my goddamn danger. villain origin. and been a villain sitting next to me the whole time, apparently. <laughs> Hey man, born villain. <laughs> oh, but no, I um, 
I wonder though, like, I mean, yeah, I don't want to go straight for the Amadeus show because it seems like such an obvious, like, oh, well, it, it, okay. Remember when Peter Dinklage was cast in Avengers in uh, Avengers uh, <laughs> Infinity War, and everybody was like, oh, he's gonna be, he he must be he's gonna play Alpha Flight's uh, Puck. Like, <laughs> it was like, oh, just because he's a little person, uh, you. We're gonna we're gonna call we're we're just gonna go ahead and just say like dude okay I just want to put something out here I just want to put some uh, oh green bro y'all low down <laughs> wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute, minute. y'all so <laughs> y'all saw Game of Thrones and y'all were like yeah 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 Peter Dinklage. Yeah, Peter Peter Dinklage, that's him. Like he's the guy. Like he can play. Like like I I just want to point something out here. Just because Peter Dinklage is a little person. I don't even know if that's even the preferred nomenclature anymore. Y'all saw Peter Dinklage and said and the first thing everybody said was Puck. He's going to be Puck. Puck has no business being an Avengers Infinity War. <laughs> Actually, you know, you know what else? Uh, you you know who else they thought he was gonna be playing? Uh, Carter. You know who else they thought? Uh, mm -mm. they thought that he was gonna be playing Pip. Uh, Pip the Troll. Oh my God! So if I get so Which if is I funny. end up getting so if I end up getting put in a Marvel movie, who do you bastards gonna think I'm gonna be? Huh, Turk? Huh? Yeah, you Turk Barrett. Okay. But but no, like they ended up going with CG for uh Pip the Troll, which I think was actually probably the wiser decision. That way no one gets pigeonhole typecasted or stereotyped. But uh Which I mean if they would have gotten Peter Dinklage to play Pip the Troll, I would have been upset about it, but I'm pretty sure he would have been because uh I don't know if any of y'all remember the rant he went on when um when that's uh Snow White uh, remake was announced uh, by Disney, and he went on a tirade <laughs> about uh, using uh, little people as actors for um, uh, for that. No idea what you're talking about. Yeah, it Bishop was... Bishop Carter, you can play Bishop. I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. Here's what <laughs> I want to know. Look, here's, here's yeah, go ahead. Okay. You basically said where the Steven Yeun stuff came from. Mm -hmm. What I'm trying to figure out is why out of it, like, okay, I poked fun at John Battle for saying Amadeus Cho, but why did everybody go to Century? Because the one thing about it is this is somebody, I saw one, one thing that said that he's going to be somebody big in Thunderbolts. Yeah. Why the hell would the Century be in Thunderbolts? Like, let's think about it from that perspective, yeah. okay? Even the Tom Cruise bullshit, okay? At least you could—you were trying to say he was Iron Man, even though we ain't going to go there. But <laughs> why would the Sentry and, and you know, he go, he ain't going to have the Void too far behind him. Why would he be in Thunderbolts? Uh, here's, here's the thing. I think what it is, okay, I, I'm going to be real here. If... If the Sentry is the character that shows, I'm not, regardless of whether Steven Young plays him or not, if the Sentry shows him in the Thunderbolts, if he is for whatever the person that they have to deal with, uh, or the Void is who they have to deal with, 
Uh, honest... Stop watching Marvel movies. <laughs> well, no, I'm gonna tell you yeah. what I'm gonna think, and y'all are gonna. And, and, you know, some of you might like it, some of you might love it, but it will remind me of just how nasty it seemed in the original Suicide Squad movie that they literally came up with multiple regular men to fight an escaped witch goddess. You see what I'm saying? Exactly. The regular, regular uh, team, <laughs> Elaine Bennis's white bread is going to whoop the century. I will stop watching Marvel movies. Look, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something right now. I remember, and, and don't get me wrong, I think me and Carter have both gone on record saying that we don't hate that Suicide Squad movie, but nope. one thing I we, I do often criticize about you, know, you can criticize the, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Jared Leto's Joker, whatever. I don't care. You can criticize the way Enchantress was popping, locking the whole time. Uh, you can criticize the way that uh, Killer Croc crawled up in that water. And was always watching <clears throat> BET and acting mad stereotypical. Man, no, watching Tech Nine videos. I about died. <laughs> but here's my thing: when Amanda Waller said, "Hey, our witch goddess, the Enchantress, basically a whole ass supernatural entity, has escaped," and said, "The only way we can get this heifer back is we got to call Captain Boomerang, Harley Quinn." Deadshot, Killer Croc, uh, what was the other one? Uh, Slipknot, uh, who literally was the dude who died first. That literally was his whole okay. purpose. He was the dude okay. that died first. Uh, we got Katana, Rick Flag, and the only person with actual superpowers, he El Diablo. And he caught it. At the end. And he caught it. He caught all, it. He caught it. The regular people with the power of friendship <laughs> beat, beat, <laughs> soundly beat. <laughs> Clara <laughs> Delavine pop locking demon form like, and shit. <laughs> look, look, and I'm talking about clean in the like, like yeah, like yeah, we talked about before in wrestling, clean in the middle of the ring. Clean. Like that. Look, y'all remember what WrestleMania was where Triple H beat Booker T. What do you want to talk about wrestling? You got to stay on point here. The I'm just person saying. with powers <laughs> was well gone. But no. You go into this Thunderbolts movie, ain't a lick of power on there. Well, no, but I'm just saying. Triple H beat Booker T with the pedigree, passed out, woke up 18 seconds later, pinned Booker T. And one, like there was no kick out, no last second kick out. That's the level of beatdown they put on the Enchantress in that movie. If they do the same thing to the century in the MCU, I'm a laugh. And you know what? What's wild about this is even though we're talking about El Diablo dying, at least they kind of had that as an assist. When Gohan killed Cell, he mm -hmm. had Vegeta. As an assist. Yeah. That's the only reason Cell caught it. Thunderbolts? They ain't got nothing. Mm -mm. All they got is cooking with flow. <laughs> the form, uh, the hopper. <laughs> the mayor of Kingstown. 
a character from an Ant-Man sequel everybody want to forget, a character from a Black Widow movie don't nobody like, and that's going to whoop the golden guardian of good. I'm, I'll never watch a Marvel movie again. <laughs> so, wait a minute. So, Carter, basically what you're telling me is, is that uh, when this movie comes out, you gonna fire me because you gonna be back in one above none era because I'm not watching the movies no more. I'm gonna just shake my head wait. and nod and agree with everything you say. Wait a minute. So wait, wait, wait. So what you're saying is if this squad put hands on Sentry, you out. So <laughs> <Charlie's. laughs> I just here's like now I, I do want to point out, even with the power of President Thunderbolt Ross, yes, I said President Thunderbolt Ross, because it was recently confirmed that Thunderbolt Ross, uh, played by Harrison Ford, is going to be president of the United States in the MCU in this movie. Um, which I guess is to explain why we haven't seen him very much. Um, yeah, sure. Which, by the way, once again, another scoop that the only reason I talked about it on this show is because I thought it had a very high chance of being true. And it turned out to be true. Uh, so, I mean, you never know. I'm only bringing it up here because, not because I think it's going to happen, but because I just want y'all to not get your hopes up. You know what? I give you this. I'm going to give you some rope, even though I shouldn't. If it's not the center they whoop, but Bob, if it's Robert Reynolds and not actually the century, because he don't know he the century, all right. I don't know why the Thunderbolts would be whooping on some average Joe, but I'm going to give you that one. With U.S. agent and his Reynolds rap-ass shield, okay? And you know what? Somebody in the chat just asked, uh, what about the Suicide Squad and Starro losing to Rats and Harley Quinn? And I and Ernie would disagree with me probably when I say this, but I'll tell you why that one worked and mm-hmm. not the David Ayer Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. The reason it worked in the James Gunn film was because the James Gunn film was not to be taken seriously. Correct. David Ayer's Suicide Squad was supposed to be some super, some real shit. That that movie was unintentionally funny at times. <laughs> that, that's, Am how, I wrong that's how in, serious in that. it was. <laughs> Am I okay? If y'all can tell me I'm y'all can call bullshit. Am I wrong in thinking that? James no. Gunn's Suicide Squad was not supposed to be taken serious in any regard. Motherfucker it was got not. killed by motherfucker got killed by polka dots. He ain't supposed to take that movie serious. That's why <laughs> sorrow and shit worked. Look, they they literally polka dot man imagining Starro as his mom. Polka dot man in a strip club imagining every person in the club is his mom. Yeah, that movie was not meant to be taken seriously, not at all. Uh. John Cena walking around in his tidy whities That's just Ernie. Ernie, that's racist. I mean, that's what he was wearing. He was wearing his skivvies, man. But that's my thing. That was supposed to be dark, serious Zack Snyder, we got to do what he doing, super serial film. That's why. Mm -hmm. I'll, uh, wait a minute here. It says, uh, I have an idea. With the 199 Super Chat says, 
Oh wait, did it go away? There it is. Oh, I thought uh, that was I thought that was the start of the statement. Well, I have an idea. No, okay. no, no, that's their name. It says, uh, did I miss the Batwoman Red Death chicanery? We have not talked about it. Uh, I probably won't because I didn't watch the episode. Uh, I because I have show no... still wait that show still going. No, no, no. Okay, so you okay? So here's what here's what happened. Here's what happened. Here's what happened. So Javicia uh, Leslie. Uh, who played uh, Batwoman. She is on the final season of The Flash because they're doing like some really wild, weird stuff right now. And right okay. now, she is the Red Death because they, you know, they brought over Red Death from Dark Knight's Metal and have uh, basically... <laughs> <laughs> here it is <laughs> for whatever reason she is red death uh for whatever reason uh she is red death uh take that uh yeah take that how you wanna <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of rats a plague's tale series slaps it really does it's uh it's very good very good very good uh, <laughs> <Car> <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna take it down i'm gonna take it down but yeah javizia leslie was a uh, red death for a little bit it's uh it was a thing and uh Yep, that happened. But all that was to say, yeah, I don't think so. Uh, next up, and we can talk about this one real quick because it's not really a whole heap of a lot there. Uh, the Flash is going to be bringing Black Flash to the DCU, or I guess technically the DCEU, because uh, this movie. So is I guess that's, that's going to be Javicia Leslie too, huh? <laughs> Maybe, who knows? <laughs> At this point, hard to say. Um, but no, the reason we know, uh, for those who know I'm talking about, Black Flash uh, is a character who is, for all intents and purposes, the personification of death uh, in the Speed Force, the method of which when a speedster dies, or it is their time to die, supposedly, the Black Flash is the one who comes to claim their essence and bring it back into the Speed Force. We've seen this depicted on, um, uh, we, we've seen this depicted in multiple places. Uh, I would say probably the one that people, uh, will likely remember the most is on, uh, The Flash, uh, there was an episode with the uh, Black Flash, which oddly enough, if I'm not mistaken, in the CW series was uh, uh, the was a uh, Professor Zoom or Hunter Zolomon or whatever uh, after he got broke off in season two. Uh, but he also reappeared in Legends of Tomorrow, uh, which I actually thought was a better usage of that particular character. But apparently some toy leaks have happened and those toy leaks have revealed a character called Dark Flash. And while they're going with dark as opposed to black, 
I think this is just their kind of, I think this is just their way of doing it without doing it. <laughs> no, we can't we we can't call him Black Flash no more. We got to call him Dark Flash. <laughs> uh team why why can't we call him Black Flash? Cuz you're going to offend the ni- <coughs> Dark Flash. Okay, Dark Flash. We'll Dark Flash. <laughs> well, <laughs> and, and oddly enough, we'll probably just be Get an excuse for out of here, man. <laughs> man, look. What? <laughs> I don't even know. I don't even know, man. This movie has too much stuff going on. Can I just say that? This movie got too much. We got bat. I mean, I know it's supposed to be That's Flashpoint. What I was worried about in this Flash movie. <laughs> Look, honestly. Ryan Reynolds was calling Cable all kinds of races for killing Black Tom. <laughs> Y'all you know, ain't worried about nothing else Ezra Miller has done right here. But nope, you can't put Black in now. Bad news, mm-hmm. man. It's bad news. Get it out of here. You know, but you know, it's funny you brought a black tom, uh, Carter. Oh my goodness! It is. Uh, it's actually quite fortuitous you brought because you know what? You just in a roundabout way helped us move on. Sweet. Uh, to our next segment. Uh, because uh, actor Jack Casey is going to be coming to the Hellboy reboot. For those of you wondering why I said that, why I'm saying, oh, that was such a good segue, uh, bringing up Black Tom Cassie. This is Jack Casey right here. And for those who may or may not remember, he was also the same guy <laughs> who played Black Tom <laughs> now, which in doctor- that Deadpool movie. Which doctor got you in the chat? He said, speaking of Black Tom, hell boy. (laughs) (laughs) Dance me. (laughs) So the picture you sent me of this brother, Mm -hmm. I was scrolling. Yeah. But I was scrolling too quick. I thought that was uh What's the boy's name from Drive? You thought it was Ryan Gosling, didn't you? I thought it was Ryan Gosling because I was scrolling too quick and it was a black and white picture. I said, damn, Ryan Gosling doing what the I mean, this is the guy you hire if you can't get Ryan Gosling. Let's be fair. Uh, but I like him as an actor. Some of you may only remember him from Deadpool, where he played Black Tom Cassidy. Uh, I actually, my first uh, uh, exposure to Jack Casey was actually in The Strain. Uh, he played uh, Bolivar. Ooh. He was one of the uh, first people to be turned into a... Uh, they're technically not vampires. They're called Strigoi. But Strigoi is just a, another way of... Yeah, that's still him. That's still him. Uh, he also played the master uh, in that show for a brief moment as well. Uh, he's a very good character actor. Uh, so the idea of him being Hellboy in this uh, new uh, rebooted movie is not that far out of the uh, spectrum of possibility for me, uh, if I'm being brutally honest. Um, I didn't mind what you call being Hellboy. The the, Hopper? The, I didn't mind David Harbour at all. The problem with that movie, I don't believe, was him. The movie no. just had a shitty script. Well, and, and that's something I'm glad you brought up. So that's kind of why I I want to talk about this because you know, this act this news actually got announced weeks ago, but I just yeah. didn't really feel it was enough to talk about. Okay. Uh, but we got the latest news of what is intended to be a new trilogy of Hellboy movies. 
Uh, it's going to start with Hellboy the Crooked Man. Uh, it is going to be the first Hellboy movie, of which there have been three so far, okay. uh, to be written, or in this case, co-written, by Hellboy creator Mike Mignola. So Mike Mignola, the guy behind Hellboy, is going to be involved with the script. I believe they're going to be co-writing it um, with the director of the movie, which this is where I think some eyes are going to be rolling. Okay. Uh, Brian Taylor, who if some of you are not familiar with Brian Taylor, your mileage with him will probably vary. Uh, he was responsible for co-directing both Crank and Crank okay. High Voltage. Okay. He also directed Gerard Butler's uh, movie, Gamer. Gamer, okay. And he also directed the TV series, uh, Happy, uh, which was uh, based okay. on the Image comic. Yeah, it was, that was that was Morrison's comic. I watched that first mm -hmm. season. It had uh, yeah, had old boy from Lauren Order SVU on it. Mm -hmm. uh, um, it was, uh, Chris Chris Maloney. Thank you. Um, but he also directed. Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance. That's where you're that's why I said your mileage with them is gonna vary depending on how you I was feel gonna about say, it. You named what? Both crank movies, Gamer, Happy, mm -hmm. and yeah. Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance. Oh, Four out of five ain't bad. No, 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 no. Not no, not at all. I'm just saying, like, your mileage will vary based on how you feel about those movies. Like, I know some people love crank, some people hate it. Some people think it's stupid, some people think it's fun, some people think it's both. It was, oh. a, it was a video game mission and movie. Yeah, no, dude, that 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 movie is basically Grand Theft Auto with the cheats turned on. <laughs> like that's your Grand Theft Auto movie right there. That's Grand Theft Auto with all the I mean, cheats you know turned what? on. The first one was better than the second one, but yeah, no, hundred percent. I wouldn't mind watching Crank again, but here's yeah. so. I think I got your ass, but I'm gonna wait, and I'm gonna ask this question. Okay, where are you at? with this since we got mike mcnola and we got the mm -hmm. brother who did crank and all those where are you at with this right now since we got mike mcnola behind the camera um i don't know whether it's going to change anything but i don't think it i don't think it can hurt mm -hmm. to have him on it uh i will definitely say um there's some good things for this movie in store like well this is gonna sound terrible for one low expectations because people mm -hmm. are going to go into this not really expecting it to be good. That can, that can, while it seems like it could hurt a movie, it can actually help sometimes. Yeah. Um, the movie is going to be rated R, which technically is not a first because the 2019 Hellboy we were just talking about was R rated. It just wasn't. A shitty script. It was, yeah. I, me personally, I didn't hate the movie. I did think it had some problems. It's not perfect. Mm -hmm. I don't hate the mm -hmm. movie. I actually enjoyed it, but um, but it does suffer. Uh, and, and I'm going to tell you, my issue with the script, I don't know if they're the same as yours, my issue with the script has nothing so much to do with the quality of the script so much as it is it retreads a lot of ground mm -hmm. from the first movie. Mm -hmm. um, it retreads the using Hellboy as a weapon of mass destruction to bring on the apocalypse and all this other stuff. It retreads the ground of the dying mentor it retreads the ground of a lot of things uh which i didn't think needed to be retread i'm like dude just like honestly instead of making a reboot i felt they could have just made a sequel and been done with it and that way they could have just moved on and told new stories 
or mm-hmm. or you know treated like James Bond. That's what I kind of feel like is the best thing you can do with superhero movies sometimes or comic book movies that you have spanned a long time. Like just get different actors and you could just say, hey, you know, time has moved on or, you know, I think people are smart enough to just go with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but they said uh, the reason why I'm interested in this is because the plot, while it has not been fully revealed, uh, it does involve the old folk tale of the crooked man. Mm hmm. Uh, and it has been said by both, uh, Taylor and Mignola that, uh, this movie is going to be a folk horror film. Yeah. And that they're going to lean very heavily into the horror and that the R-rated, uh, nature of the film, it will not be R-rated just for R-rated sake. Mm -hmm. Uh, that they're going to do everything in their power to earn it, not by just throwing in a bunch of, uh, you know, fart jokes and crude humor and cursing a lot and having a lot of gore, but also making it meaningful is, is, is their aim. Uh, and it, and while we don't really see a lot of folk horror, you know, these days, I think we see it probably more now than we used to. This movie could easily end up being, very similar to another favorite film of mine called The Hallow, uh, which okay. came out in 2015. It was a movie about a newborn child uh, that is stolen from his family by a pack of fairies. And the fairies are not the happy, sparkly, sprinkly rainbows and sunshine kind. They're mm-hmm. like the classic folk tale fairies that are ugly and villainous and monstrous and have nothing but bad intentions for uh normal people uh so yeah i could easily see this being a good thing i think you know jack casey could be a good hellboy he's a good actor i think he's solid i don't think he was given very much to do in deadpool 2 so if that's your only uh uh experiences with him as an actor i think I say go watch The Strain. He's actually really good in it. Uh, Even though he doesn't show up a lot at first, he actually does show he has the capacity to act when given the opportunity. Um, Okay, so I'll say this. Go ahead, go ahead. Uh, And I I made sure to look this up uh, while you were giving your reasons. And anyone who says, well, this one's really going to be good because Mike Mignola had a lot to do with it. Here's the thing. Mike Mignola helped on the script for the last one. Oh yeah, that so, is true. Yeah. So you you, you got to put that into the equation in mm-hmm. this instance. Um so his first swing at bat even the person who's been writing it would not best. So you got to put that into consideration. And I think getting someone and I've said this before with other mm. properties. Um just because you you're getting told what this person who's behind the camera their their previous uh works when you're told these things that is not an indication on the movie that you're going to get mm. uh oh small correction okay his credit as a writer is only because he helped create hellboy on what on that last one okay he wasn't so, actively involved in the script writing so anytime like you hear a crank, you hear crank too, you hear gamer, you hear happy, you hear things like that. That is not indicative of what we're going to see in this Hellboy movie. Hellboy movie, excuse mm-hmm. 
one of the biggest examples I like to give people is the Joker film. Mm. Because the person who worked on the Joker film was coming from three Hangover sequels. And then it's Joker. So there's no telling what kind of Hellboy movie we're going to get. I will read The Crooked Man when we're done with this. Uh, so I could see basically what they're working with. Mm. Um, I'm hoping the this opportunity that he gets on this film is better uh, than is better than the last one. But at the same time, I'm still wondering why they just won't go like the easy money route because now in, in because of the last film, I think people's expectations and good faith might be diminishing mm. a little bit so i'm really confused as to why they just don't go the safe and easy this is pro this is gonna get money route and just hit up ron perlman or hit up guillermo del toro and just do that third movie that they have both been been ready and wanting to do so it's mm. really confusing that they would they're trying to go this route again uh no harm no foul if if this is what they want to do or they want to go a different route then you could do that but uh, like i said i'm just i'm hopeful because i think there was something there with that last one it just didn't really work out mm. um but uh, I'm, I'm i thought david harbour was good crossed. i thought he was yeah, good as, they, as hellboy i like david harbour as hellboy yeah um, he was good so I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful for this one. Yeah, I, I also like that they used other characters, you know, from the B, the BPRD, other than just the ones we had already seen, uh, you know, before. I thought that was cool, and they, they leaned more into the supernatural stuff that goes on as opposed to just the demonic stuff. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, like I said, I. I'm not gonna sit here and say I'm not gonna see it or that I'm not. I mean, it has my attention. I don't think. Well, that, yeah. I don't think that it's um that you. Know, I don't think it's gonna be the end all be all or even the definitive Hellboy. I think at the very least it could maybe be entertaining. Okay. Maybe. See, who I was boy, I was ready. I was ready for you. What? Because if you got giddy about this because Mike Magnola was involved, but you couldn't put some respect on Todd McFarlane being involved with Spawn, I was going to get on your ass, boy. Well, I mean, <laughs> I Todd, McFarlane being involved, Todd McFarlane being involved doesn't necessarily guarantee it's going to be a good movie either, honestly. That movie don't even fucking exist as far as no, I'm no, concerned. I, I was just ready to get no, you no. Well, uh, no. that one. The reason, the reason why I say that is because oftentimes when they do... Not every time, because once again, uh, I go, I gesture to Sin City. Frank Miller uh, co-wrote the script for Sin City, which technically he didn't even really have to, because all they did was just word for word the comic. Um, but in the case of Mike Mignola, I'm willing to give him a shot. I mean, we're kind of reaching that point with a lot of some of the, I guess, cult comics that are getting comic book adaptations now or movie adaptations, uh, because mm -hmm. the Crow reboot that has been in development hell for I don't know how long. I completely forgot about that. Yeah, like the one at one point in time was supposed to have Jason Momoa uh, starring oh in it. Goodness, that is no longer the case. Uh, but was it James Obar, I believe, is the guy who created the, the Crow? And I believe he actually is involved with this one, which is a first, uh, because he was not 
involved in the script writing for the first one, nor City of Angels, nor The Crow Salvation, nor uh, the TV show City of Angels, or I forget the name of the fourth one, the fourth movie. Uh, What was that? Was that the one with Kirsten Dunst or something? Oh, man, maybe. I don't know. There was one that had Edward Furlong as the crow. That's all I remember. Uh, That was the fourth movie. Uh, It had David Boreanaz as the bad guy. And Tito Tito Ortiz was one of his henchmen. It was was awful. And and the whole time, the crow... You know, uh uh-uh. I'm not going to let y'all get off scot-free on this one. That sounds so nasty. I'm not going to let y'all get off the hook with this one. Uh, Dennis Hopper, Tara Reid, David Boreanaz... And uh, Tito Ortiz, if I'm not mistaken, were the were the bad guys in this. Matter of fact, here, hold away. Open image and new tab. Here we go. I want y'all to see this bullshit. Look, look at that. <laughs> <laughs> that dude looks so upset to be in this movie. Oh, but like a lot of the time, he just came off looking like uh, Edward Scissorhands. Like he was like, oh, I'm hardcore Edward Scissor Hands with no scissors for hands. But uh But yeah, that that's another story altogether. That's another story altogether. Uh I, yeah, but yeah, as far as the Hellboy reboot goes, who knows? Uh but let's get to our last piece of news and then we can move on to our recommended reads for for the week. Um We have got the return, Carter. Mm-hmm. Battle Chasers. I heard about this. Battle Chasers is back, baby. They're back. Uh, for those, I, I don't know. I feel like we're going to show some, I'm going to show some age here. I'll, I'll put it that way. Uh, some of you may or may not even remember Battle Chasers. I don't, it's a, it's a comic that I personally feel like you kind of had to, you know, when I was joking earlier about, uh, about Harry Potter, mm-hmm. you kind of just had to be there. You couldn't come into Battle Chasers late. Uh, but this you was a legit had to be there. Like, this was ninety eight. Yeah, ninety eight. Uh, Joe Mad, uh, Joe Madreira was uh, the writer and artist for this book, and it was an amazing comic. It was an amazing comic. I'm gonna go ahead and say that right now. But this is this is the comic right here. It was an amazing comic, uh, Battle Chasers. Great art, great story. It was basically like a D&D story come to life, set in a world where there was <laughs> technology, but not necessarily like high technology. It was mostly like a mixture of magic uh, and technology, uh, which I thought was really awesome. Anyone that's a fan of this book, I think you all at this point have the right... because. I don't really like this uh, this ego that a lot of comic readers have when they try to rush someone to come out with something. Like, let these people take their time yeah. to come out with a product. Like, who the fuck are you to try to rush something because you want it when you want it? But I think this is one of those rare moments where I think you all have the approval of the vast majority. Since uh, he Battle Traces is finally coming back with issue number 10. Mm-hmm. But issue number nine came out, 
in 2001. Yep. I think you all, all, I think literally each and every one of you have the right to say, fucking finally, dude. I think you all have, <laughs> I think you all can just say that and there will be no problems. No, not at all. Uh, I will even go as far as to say, uh, and, and, and this is something that I've often said about uh, the series is this book used to be late all the time like i want to put it in perspective for you carter do you know when issue number okay so you pointed out the issue number nine came out when 2001 2001 do you know when issue number one came out 98 yes yes do you know when issue number six came out no 99 see and it was almost (laughs) a year between issue six and seven and it was almost a year. It was, no, it was like several months between seven and eight and several months between eight and nine. This was back in the heyday of Image Comics. And yes, Calibretto's design was a freaking one. Which Dr. Sun saying, shit, I thought Saga was back. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 dude. And here's the thing. Battle Chase has only had nine issues. Nine issues. Oh, oh, bro. oh, oh, no, no. And I want to throw you one better. You want to know why those issues, the, the, the six, seven, eight, and nine did come out? Because mm. half the issue was only drawn by Joe Mad. They brought in someone else to draw the rest of the issue because he was taking his sweet ass time. Uh uh drawing it because he was too busy playing video games. Uh I don't know if that's really the case, but he did wind he did wound up founding a video game studio. So clearly video games was his passion. Um another thing too is he also now to be fair, this did pay off because uh, Battle Chasers, uh, the Night War video game did come out, which I backed on Kickstarter uh, because I believed in the project. And I never finished the game. I need to finish it. But it's by the same studio that made um, uh, uh, League of Legends, uh, The Ruined King. Okay. Yeah, same gotcha. studio. I have that on my Switch, so I don't know, dog. Well, it, 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 but uh, Battle Chasers in of itself, fantastic game. Uh, it's mm-hmm. in the same art style as the comic, but yeah. uh, but no, you'll but, like Ruin King then because it's yeah. the exact same thing. Right, right, right. Yeah, that, and that that that's why. Like I was like, yeah, no, nah, I've the Ruin King has been on my short list of games to play for like oh, I think I own it. I just haven't played it. Yeah, like I own it, just haven't played it. Um, and I think I did buy it for the Switch. I can't remember. Or no, I think I bought it for PC because I think I remember you telling me something about the Switch version. Yeah, it was not optimized. Like, yeah, well, that, like, yeah, that's what. It, yeah, yeah, that's one of the. I man, I say again. I think literally all of you can cuss him the hell out. Like my goodness. And I thought I think one of the. And I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you this as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, the longest book before Saga that I've ever had to wait on was Sandman Overture, uh, which was a prequel book that he did for Sandman. And that took almost two years for six issues. Ugh, gross. Issue number one came out 2013. I think issue number six to cap everything off finally came out like the end of 2014. Damn. (laughs) Yeah, nah, see, that's... Dude, I remember... Here's the funny thing about Battle Chasers, though. Mm-hmm. Battle Chasers was a book that was consistently late and mm-hmm. always between issues, yet was always in Wizards' top ten. 
Damn. Like, even when it hadn't had a book out in a year, it was still in Wizards' top ten. Back when Wizard Magazine was a thing. If that tells you anything. Y'all, if y'all don't know about that, boy, we are old. We are old, old. Very. What was a book that you waited on to, like, this extent? Other than Battle Chasers? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Or is Saga, nothing yeah. topping? Nothing topping. No, nothing really top. I mean, honestly, Saga was is the closest. But like, I yeah. I was act okay to to put y'all to, to put y'all at ease. I was actively reading Battle Chasers from the go. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. If that tells you anything, actively Ooh. reading Battle Chasers from the word go. I Ooh. used to have the foil number one issue. Like, to have him start up a game company, <laughs> release games, mm-hmm. multiple games, based on one of which was based on that property, and you still don't finish that book? Bruh. Yeah, that says a lot. Well, no, the thing is, I think I remember during the Kickstarter, one of the promises was that they would put out issue 10 finally, and it still is only just now. And it never came out. You get, I, I, I would give you all permission. To, I, I think... You you all could at least key key his car one time. I think you all could have keyed that brother's car from two thousand one to twenty twenty three. Just oh one no, hundred percent, hundred percent. Put some sugar in this tank just one time because <laughs> this is ridiculous. Yeah. Well, now one thing I do want to point out too for those who are wondering who is going to be providing art for this, Joe is not going to be providing art for this uh, outside of maybe covers. Okay. Uh, he's going to be doing, um, I think he'll probably provide some art for it, but I think he's going to be providing the story more than anything else. Uh, Ludo Lullaby is uh, going to be doing the art uh, for the book. Uh, matter of fact, we even have, uh, I think we even have some of the art right here, which looks pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love how they tried to make sure to remind folks that uh, Red Monica was thick as all get out uh, in in some of this this promo work, but uh, <laughs> they're like, no, 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 we 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 this is what y'all came here for, right? This is what you came here for. You you know what? You're right. Maybe King his car put sugar in his tank was a bit much. Just send Brian Hitch to him with some clippers. I oh. hear you, Jiggernaut. Send Brian Hitch to that man with some clippers. Y'all Boy. is out of pocket, man. He don't need. Actually, he he might deserve it. He might deserve it. Here, From here's 2001 a... to 2023, yeah, he gets the clippers with no apron, so the hair don't get on his mouth. Let it all get on his clothes. <laughs> Let it all get on. No powder. He don't get no powder. Nothing like nothing. He don't get the brush to get it off his neck. Just get out of my seat. Look, they look. No, don't. They ain't putting the drape over him. No wrap around his neck no nothing he go this man is gonna just walk out the house looking like somebody then got a hold of him um but i will definitely say um i like what they're going for here i mean once again these are uh, all um for the most part this this looks like battle chasers it looks like battle chasers smells i mean we can't really smell it but it smells like battle chasers so I'm in for it. I'm I'm in for it 100. Go ahead. This is this is gonna be the question that really sends it over the top for me. Okay. If this is issue ten that you all you battle chasers fans are finally getting, was this supposed to be an ongoing or a miniseries? It was supposed to be an ongoing. Jesus Christ! (laughs) (laughs) It was supposed to be an ongoing series. Over with. 
when 10 comes. Nah, dog. You got to put the sugar in the tank. Nope. Nope. You got to. You got to. That is ridiculous, man. Uh, oh, and did you know there's also supposed to be a television series coming out? They had a television series in the works. Before. We will be good and dead when that shit comes <laughs> out, dog. If this is 30 and 40, we're going to be gone, dog. Look, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Uh, episode one will come out next year. Episode two will come out in 2054. <laughs> episode two going to come out when your daughter is your age doing Blurry Caves. You hear me? <laughs> Dude, oh my God. That would be... <sighs> yeah, no, nah, uh-uh. um, but no. Basically, what's supposed to is, the information on this is kind of scarce. But basically, what it says is Battle Chasers number ten will begin a brand new story arc, bringing fans back into the steampunk inflected realm that they were first introduced to over two decades ago. Uh, promises fans an action-packed new story with art by game and comic sensation Lullaby. In this new story arc titled Martial Law, readers are introduced to the bloody tale of retired swordsman Garrison and the fugitive Red Monica as they face off against Maestro's gang of supernatural killers, the Martial Paladins. Um, that's the setup here. Um, Joe Mad had this to say. Says, I've been really moved over the years by the level of excitement Battle Chasers still generates decades after its original release. With the success of the Battle Chasers game, Night War, and a TV show in the works, uh, which was uh, which I brought up just a moment ago, uh, this was announced back in 2021. Uh, they said, uh, it felt like the perfect time to drop some new books. Working with these characters again has healed some part of my soul, and Ludo's artwork is so incredible. I can't wait for readers to get their hands on it. It feels like a good time to release some books. I would punch him in his shit. <laughs> After the 20 plus years y'all been waiting, I would punch him clear in the face. Yes. And I'm somebody who was real quick to defend Dan Slot. I couldn't even go, by the way. Traffic was horrible, and he was only there for an hour, and that line was long as shit when I saw it. Oh, damn. Time. It but was that bad? It was horrible. I was fucking pissed. It was going to take me two hours to get there because of traffic. I fucking hate Los Angeles. But I came to the defense of Dan Slott when people were sending death threats and all this other nonsense because of Superior Spider-Man. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But for 20 plus years, yeah, this this seems like time now. Carter, do you want to know what the last thing we saw at the end of Battle Chasers number nine? What's that? <laughs> to blur cave continue to be continued dude now to be fair the pages that we that i was showing off earlier they seem to lead directly into this like they lead to they this leads directly into those pages so i mean they are clearly going to continue the story it's not just i mean it is a new story arc but it is also going to clearly be continuing everything that we saw before but just imagine here i'm gonna enhance right here here let me let me de-enhance this right here or actually yeah, let's mm -hmm. bring it back out some this right here was the last thing we saw over 20 years ago to be continued 
Dude, imagine if you were somebody who's light. Like, imagine if someone put a gun to your head and said, if the new issue, if Battle Chasers 10 don't come out on time this month, I'm killing you. You'd have to kill yourself. Like, and you know what? It's crazy. That's messed up. You all have to deal with that. But to say, to have the nerve to say, that nah, seems like a good time to release some books. No. No, no, no. Stop. You bitch, you bitch made punk. No. <laughs> if I'd be you, like, stop. You don't get to troll or joke. Come on, bro. Like, come on. The come Yeah, no, uh uh-uh. uh. No. You you deserve that, that gets your tire slashed. That's oh yeah, no. Does. You deserve a whole ass whipping. But no, I mean, I used to I used to love this series so much because I was and I still am a huge fan of Joe Mad's art style. <laughs> like, I, I loved his art style to the point that, like, I even used to copy it when I used to uh, draw myself. Like, used to, I, not directly one-to-one, mm. but, like, I, that's how I used to draw, uh, you know, when I did. Like, I used to draw with a very, like, similar style. Uh, and, yeah, just, it's, it's crazy to, to, Oh, it's crazy to think about. Just like it's like, oh, this is gonna be very dark. What I'm about to say, but I remember I I saw this. I was reading this story, and then this this woman had gotten interviewed. Uh, It was this. uh, It was his mother and her son. Um, The son had just met his father for the first time. Mm -hmm. He was, I think he was like 23 or 24 or something like that. Come to find out, the mom had been keeping the son away from the dad because the dad had cheated years ago to get back at the dad. She kept the dad away from the son, made up all these stories about him that weren't true, this, that, and third. And they finally meet the son and the dad. And the woman was was interviewed. And they said, well, why did you think now, uh, why'd you finally let him meet his dad after 20 plus years? And she looked with a straight face and just goes, I mean, yeah, this 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 felt like a good time for him to finally meet him. <laughs> At 24 <laughs> How fuck that is, bro. That's what Joe Mad just did to y'all, bro. <laughs> yeah, it seemed like time was right. <laughs> you know how fuck that is. Oh my god. Oh that my is god. Wild. That is wild. <clears throat> shameful. Absolutely oh shameful. Joe, man, what's wrong? Yeah, you, you got to get the hitch clips on that one, dog. Oh, you no, got to get the hitch clippers on that one, dog. 100%. That is wild. Here, let's uh, let, let, let's get it. We got we have some super chats going back a little bit. Uh, mm-hmm. let, let's, let's address these. We got one from LP3 with the $10. says, just wondering what you guys thought of Lazarus Planet event. And before the show is, may we see that Confederate elbow on T'Challa one more time? That bullshit <laughs> came out this week. <laughs> it did. Oh, I decided to when I did my uh, uh, video for it, I decided to remind people what was going on. Uh, but then here, here we go, right here. Actually, let's do it like this. Bam! There you go. I still love how Gambit is queuing up the eight ball. And it looked like it's about to head straight to T'Challa's nuts. 
like the trajectory on it. It looks like it because it don't look like it's gonna go to his to his forehead like the elbow is like it's going down south. All lives matter, sugar. <laughs> look, he, look, uh, <laughs> look, this is your black li- your black life does not matter, Mona me. <laughs> that, that's that's what they hit his ass with. Uh but no, um I didn't fit I didn't I'm not even gonna say I started it shit. Uh I think I read one issue of Lazarus Planet and I just I, not for lack of quality, just I just didn't get around to it. Um The Jim Crow Elbow. <laughs> God damn. The Jim Crow Elbow. I'm done with y'all. <laughs> I'm done with y'all. Y'all ain't shit. <laughs> Look, you dude, could you even just um, can you just imagine the Jim Crow Elbow? <laughs> I'm done with y'all. I am so done with y'all. Oh my god! Uh, we also got uh, this is a, uh, uh, Score Wolf says with a five dollars super chat. I think if DC did a live action John Stewart, he would be the front runner and face of the DCU. I don't disagree. I feel like more people are familiar with John because of Justice League, um, the animated series Justice League Unlimited. So... I feel like it would. I feel like he would just blend right in. <laughs> Well, they tried to make a John, a Green Lantern, in the Arrowverse. He, they had him sprinkled into every single solitary Arrowverse show for some years mm-hmm. after he had the ring in his possession. And then he said no, and he threw it into the abyss. Yeah, I... And this is just me reminding you all that shit with Diggle was garbage. Well, I mean, the thing is, it could have been great if they leaned into it, but it was like they did all that buildup and all that teasing... And then said, nah. <laughs> and I think they still had him show up on other shows even after that. Anyway. Uh, we also got another here from Nick D with the up oh, with the 2000 zero zero party over. Oops, out of time. Super chat says, yo, got here late. I work nights and I just woke up. Carter, I have a gift for you. Do y'all have a P.O. box or something that I can send it to? The only socials I have are my Facebook. Uh, Carter? That's going to be very fucked up what I say. Uh, I don't really trust y'all since y'all like doing that 1999 stuff so damn much. So I'd much rather you send it to Ernie first so he can <laughs> overlook it. Just in case it might be some Oni. <laughs> I'd rather Ernie be the guinea pig first. Look, I don't know if you want to do that because I, I literally ordered new tags in October <laughs> and just got them yesterday. So you never yeah. know. But then again, now uh, I guess that was more on the county. I think that was more on like the city and the county than it was on you know, the United States Postal Service. But yeah, but yeah, I mean, yeah, you can. Uh, I mean, I'll um, tell you what, um, Nick D. Shoot me a message. Uh, I'll try to remember to check my Facebook. 
But Cedric Cortez, yes, Diggle was supposed to be a Green Lantern at the end of the Crisis on Infinite Earths thing. He found the ring and then he just went to several different shows because he he opened it one time, but he couldn't open it anymore. But anytime he was away from the ring, he kept hearing different thoughts in his head. Then he ended up going <laughs> to Eobar Thawn to help open it. And then he finally opened it. He saw all of the the pressure that was going to be put on him for putting on that ring and being space policeman and he said no i'd rather be with my family and then he threw it into the shadow realm now mind you this was some shit i i just gave it to you very quickly but this is something that was sprinkled into several of the arrowverse shows after arrow itself had gotten kaput he was on other ones with these random ass headaches and then he'd have this green eye shit over his face so you knew it had to be something with the ring and then they just said no well, now, yeah, what... I'll throw you one better though <clears throat> they had been teasing that he was actually Jon Stewart for some years cause like I think there was one episode I can't remember the, the what season it was but it was like early on like it had to be like season 3 I think maybe mm. um, where they basically implied his last name wasn't really Diggle Mm -hmm. and then they you know fast forward another two or three seasons where they brought on ernie hudson to be his dad and come to find out his last name was stewart mm -hmm. and then it's like oh mm -mm, uh, 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 okay yep there there you go that and, I, and again i gave you all that very quickly that was sprinkled into other shows it was in super for some years yeah this was like four or five years of just build up, and then he said, I don't want it. No! And threw it in the shadow realm. That'll get some sugar put in your tank. <laughs> that is, is... Brian Hitch, where you at? Get a hold... Go find this man. Or, 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 at, the, or at the very least, whoever wrote that and, and put a gun to, to, to his head and made him do it. Uh, David Ramsey's head. I think maybe did he direct that episode that he did that because i know he started directing a lot of the arrowverse shows oh, after man. a while but i know i know he was writing for them sometimes and he was occasionally directing uh but who knows um that said let's move on to our recommendations for the week uh you know what since it came in on a damn show <laughs> Ooh. Black Panther, <laughs> The Man Without Fear, The Complete Collection. I highly recommend it. Uh, this is some of the best Black Panther you will read. Uh, and and yes, yes. That Frank Avila art is fire, boy. Oh yeah, no, it, it, this is this is. This is a one right here. This is this is top. This right here is top shelf T'Challa. <laughs> but yeah this is woo. look just look here let me let me read off what all's included here we got black panther the man without fear number 513 through 523 we also got black panther the most dangerous man alive number 523.1 and then we also got uh 500 yeah and uh 524 through 529 uh, but yeah, this is fantastic. Uh, this is a fantastic uh, book. And I highly, highly, highly 
recommend it. If for no other reason you get to see, let me see if I can actually find where they throw down in here. Uh, that Black Panther versus uh, Craven the Hunter fight that a lot of people wanted to see, mm. it's in here. It is in here. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to get to it. Um, they also put them up against uh, some new villains that yeah. you... I would I would say are probably some of the more interesting villains I think T'Challa has gone against. Here it is. Here it is. Um, wait, wait, wait. But no, just the idea of T'Challa and uh and Craven going at it is just fantastic. This is them chasing each other down. Uh very uh Captain America Civil War style. Really awesome stuff. Um there's yeah, it's just it's a very good series. And for those who don't know what the premise is, it takes place immediately after Daredevil Shadowland. Uh, Matt is trying to get his head right as Daredevil, and he and T'Challa is in the middle of what is, for all intents and purposes, an upcoming divorce uh, from Storm, and he's trying to get his head right, and he decides to come to Hell's Kitchen and protect it in the wake of Matt stepping down, and it is it's great, it's fantastic. I honestly, I've probably recommended it at least two or three times prior. But I am recommending it yet again because it's just it's that good. Uh, Carter, what is your recommended? Human Target number twelve. The final issue came out, and I'm sad. It did drop. Yeah, I need to actually get back and read the uh, that entire series from Tom King was good. Uh, Greg Smallwood's art was just fucking immaculate. Uh, I'm sad because it ended, and I'm also sad because of the ending, but it was... The book was was very serious, and it didn't try to, like, do some... We gotta make the crowd go home happy kind of deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was also very slick, something they did at the end. I tweeted out about it. Um, I can't recommend this series enough if you were people that... I'm sick of seeing Tom King when it comes to like Batman and Batman Catwoman and stuff like that. I can assure you this this goes in the win column of mm. Tom King stuff. Over there with Omega Men, Vision, uh, it, uh this this goes over there. So I cannot I cannot stress to you how good this book was. Final issue came out this week, and like I said, it was I'm sad it's over. I'm sad it's over. <laughs> Well, I think that is as uh, strong an endorsement as any. Uh, let's That's go probably going to be book of the year for me. I can tell you that. Oh, your human target? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I did not mean to close that. Oh, well. I closed the wrong window. Oh, well. We'll make it work. Uh, let's go ahead and jump into our uh, questions from the Discord. Uh, let's see what we got here. Uh, Massageville 4179 says, I know a lot of people hate on, uh, John Ridley's writing for his Black Panther run. Do you have thoughts on his DC Comics GCPD, the Blue Wall miniseries? Actually, I haven't gotten a chance to read it, but I've, I've heard some, I've heard some things about it. Uh, I'll have to, I'll have to add it to the list. I'm the only other, the only DC book of his I've, I've been reading is, uh, I am Batman. Uh, 
But I would imagine if the quality of writing is the same as I am Batman, I will very likely enjoy it. Mm. Uh, I feel like John really is one of those writers. <sighs> I feel like you're either going to love it or hate it, whatever it is he mm. does, because he likes to put up a mirror to things. And he likes to put characters in uncomfortable positions and make them fight their way out of it. And that's kind of what he's done with that. That's basically what he's done with Black Panther is technically what he's also done with. Um, oh, with Jace um, as uh, as Batman. But uh, Jason's situation was less so himself and like deal like him being in a situation, but more like his entire family being put in an uncomfortable situation, uh, like having to operate as Batman in Gotham when his where when his own mother and father are actively trying to arrest him. Granted, they don't know he's Batman. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, stuff like that. But uh, mm-hmm. I will I will add uh, I will add his uh, his GCPD uh, to my list and check it out. And uh, depending on how far I can get, maybe I'll talk about it. Uh, not next week because next week I will be on a whole cruise ship. There will be no mm-hmm. blur cave next week. Thought I should bring that up. <laughs> uh, next week will be a nothing. Uh, I don't know. I thought about maybe uh, putting up something, like maybe doing a little short something, you know, that we put up later. But yeah, I don't know. We'll, we'll have to. We'll Man, burn that bridge when we get there. Enjoy your family time, my brother. You most certainly deserve it. Thank you. Sip your mimosa. <laughs> Put your baby in another room. Tell her if she hear any loud noises, y'all just wrestling. <laughs> and enjoy yourself. <laughs> That is a conversation we actually had to have uh, not that long ago. Uh, oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, let's just say the door wasn't locked one night. Uh... <laughs> I just started thinking about Family Guy. <laughs> it's all right, Lois. Stewie would just think I'm hurting you. <laughs> <laughs> that was kind of what came up. <laughs> but yeah, we had we had to have that uncomfortable... Uh, danger, oh, danger, danger, We had to have that uncomfortable conversation. Uh, but anyway, uh, the homie Melvin says, uh, back at it like I left something with another question. I noticed in the recent uh, Creed 3 movie, Michael B. Jordan used a lot of references to a popular anime called Hajime no Ippo uh, mm-hmm. throughout the movie. Two-part question, what are some other movies that have used anime styles in their films? And with a new generation of directors, producers, and writers are looking at the next wave of anime and or video game adaptations uh, or... Oh, are we looking at the next wave of anime and or video game adaptations being in better hands? Thanks for answering my question. And Carter, go with the slow cooker. You can cook some damn good tender ribs and chicken. I tried it, and it's amazing. (laughs) Um, Have you seen uh, Creed 3 yet? I have not seen it, but I have heard about the Dragon Ball Z fight scene that's at the end of it. (laughs) So it's not really a... It's not a whole scene. It's just certain... A certain shot that... Yeah. Yeah, and like, he brought up Hajime no Ippo and like... One of the characters in the movie, he does a fucking Dempsey roll. Uh, mm-hmm. the, uh, Michael B. Jordan is wearing red trunks, but the red trunks, they look just like the jacket that the brother wore in Akira. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so they, they do a lot of that. When it comes to yeah. other films that have used anime styles... Mm-hmm. um, Black Swan. The ballerina movie? Mm-hmm. Okay. They, uh, so... <laughs> Some of you may or may not know this. 
but, but, um, there was a, oh, let me do, let me try this. I actually didn't think about doing it this way. There we go. Bam. Uh, oop. yeah, there it is. Okay, so in Black Swan, they, uh, what's the best, what's the best way to word this? So basically, Darren Aronofsky, he pretty much bought the rights to an anime called Perfect Blue. Okay. And a lot of people thought he was going to do a live action adaptation of uh, Perfect Blue, which to be fair, Perfect Blue, while the plot, the general like setup and, and plot of Perfect Blue isn't shot for shot, word for word, um, uh, the um, the um, what's the best way to put it? Uh, the the movie isn't that. Black Swan itself is not that, but uh, for those who know what I'm talking about, this is this is what I'm talking about here. Perfect Blue. Um, the general idea of Black Swan is very similar, very similar, and there's even some scenes wholesale lifted from Perfect Blue and put into Black Swan, and. Nope. The general idea is that Darren Aronofsky bought the rights to Perfect Blue just so he could use those shots without catching any legal heat. Um, that's long been the the idea. Um, I know that. Which I thought was actually pretty cool. I mean, I thought it was awesome. I also kind of, and I'm also kind of glad that you know he didn't do a Perfect Blue uh, live action adaptation because honestly, the anime is perfectly fine. It's yeah. I don't. I I always assume a lot of people have never seen Perfect Blue, largely because it's not a fight anime. It's a, it's an anime about a a woman who used to be a pop star, like a like a a music idol in Japan, and mm -hmm. decides that she wants to make the transition to being an actor. And how she goes into that new avenue with varying degrees of results, and that she has a super fan who is stalking her. Mm. Um, that is the that's a gross oversimplification of the plot, but like it's not a uh, it's not a. I must charge up all my power. You know, it's that not. Was a, it was you know, very unnecessary. <laughs> it's not that kind of an anime. It's 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 very much just a, it's it's an anime that could literally be any other movie. Yeah, which is which is honestly how I like anime. Sometimes I don't. I like sometimes when it, it could literally just be anything. Um, let's hey, see. Hey, the oh. Nomad with the super chat. Oh, oh. Birthday oh. weekend. Oh, shit. Oh, Happy shit. birthday. Oh, oh, shit. With the, oh, wait, here. And, and look, and on, his, and on his birthday, decided to hit us for max damage. <laughs> Said, uh, and thank you. So the birthday weekend, and thank you to all of you that reached out via social media. Thank you so much. By the way, happy birthday. I didn't even know. So now I know. I have to mark that on the calendar. Um, but yeah, dude, happy birthday, and uh, I hope you are chilling. <laughs> Please and thank you. I hope you are chilling, man. Put your feet up. <laughs> but uh, 
I will definitely say, uh, I don't know, Carter, do you have one other than uh, Creed? No, honestly, I couldn't think of anyone. I didn't know Black Swan was a thing, to be mm-hmm. honest with you. Um, yep. If you if you ever go back, uh, someone I know someone on YouTube has done a comparison or something. Uh, if you look it up, you'll see what I'm talking about. And you'll be like, hmm, there's a bathtub scene that's literally wholesale lifted out of perfect blue. <laughs> um but no um what else we got here we have also got uh this is jay dizzle here says hello brothers i really like the ending of the xeno arc in this week's x-force i actually thought the sleeper elements in uh human governments could have been something delved into a lot more but i was glad they finished the story lol that said i'm wondering what impact do y'all think the real life russia ukraine war possibly changed uh percy's plans mikhail has been off the board for a minute and he was a close ally of xeno could it be that a focus on Russian aggression became a no-no that Percy perhaps had to make some changes as a result, including all but dropping the Colossus thing. Okay. So here's what I think happened. Mm. I think that is definitely why Mikhail has not been featured very much, but I will Mm. say this. He has been slyly dropping the hints. Uh, They've not dropped the Chronicler. I think it's something that we will see more of here coming up because Colossus is joining the team next issue. Mm. Next issue, both him and Laura Kenny will be X-23. on the team. Okay, I yeah. did see that right. Yeah, they yeah. will both be on the team. Uh, so I think, and not to mention the last time we saw Colossus, uh, that was the last time we got a message from the Chronicler. And it's been made pretty clear that the Chronicler got caught uh, trying to uh, get a message to Krakoa. I thought that was colossus himself trying to fight it no 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 uh well i mean yes there was that Mm -hmm. there was that but if you go to the data page Mm -hmm. there's a data page uh in that issue uh and like they often do with the chronicler whenever uh the chronicler uh pops up for uh one reason uh or another Mm -hmm. The uh the thing that they did as far as uh yeah here it is right here I got it right here this data page you see like as you read it the chronicler is trying to get Colossus to snitch and like you see but right here you see in the blood mm-hmm. what's scratched out is he says he told her everything then and what by everything colossus what he meant is colossus is going to tell domino the whole story about yeah. how he had her memory wiped about how he's being controlled the whole night yeah, because right here he says he told her about kayla the wife that he had that he killed and mikhail rasputin how sorry he was about everything and you see everything gets scratched out and then comes back and says when she asked him about his intentions, sneaking into her biome, leaving such a horrid, tortured piece of art behind, he denied all responsibility. Hmm. That was uh that was ultimately what let that's that was what was there to let you know that they're not done. That the the chronicler got caught. He got uh he got caught trying to trying to snitch. And gotcha. um. 
so yeah we will definitely be seeing uh all of that uh upcoming here soon with uh uh with x-force uh, uh, the next cut over the next few issues of X Force, we I think we will definitely see uh, some changes there. Um, Prince of Apathy says the Flash wrapped shooting. Will we ever see something like the Berlanti verse again? Oh, uh, he's talking about the CW series. Yeah, about CW. Yeah, maybe. I just hope in a better format. I don't think, and this is something like when people criticize Disney for having only like six episodes in a season, I always bring up the Netflix format, which I thought was a horrible format because they would force 13 episodes down everyone's throats, despite the fact they only had eight episodes worth of story to tell. And I felt The Flash was on the worst, and all the other CW shows too were on the worst end of the spectrum because they usually ran, like, I think, what's the average length? Of a flash uh season. Let's see. Let's see how many episodes they do uh uh per season. Uh looks like last season was 20 episodes. Seven was eight season seven was eighteen. Season six was nineteen. Season five was twenty-two. Yeah, they all ran about anywhere between 20 to 24 episodes a season. That's too much. That's too much. Uh, that method of television, I think, is dead. I think, honestly, the best format is 8 to 10 episodes. That's the perfect sweet spot for any TV mm -hmm. series. No TV show needs to be 20-some episodes a season unless you're like a 30. Like, if you're like a half-hour comedy, sure. That's fine, but if you're like a forty-five to a, a forty-five minute to an hour long like you know TV series, ten episodes is plenty. If you can't tell your story in that time frame, I don't know what to tell you. Thirteen is okay if you got something solid, but I rarely see instances where ten episodes or going beyond 10 episodes is a good idea. Like, I would be perfectly fine with Disney if they switched to, like, an 8 to 10 episode format, which we see is happening for Daredevil Born Again. But, yeah, I don't... I'm not a fan of the 20-something the, the episode format. I just... I'm not. Uh, I don't know. What do you think, Carter? I don't mind it just because... <laughs> I mean, we've been saying this with, a, like, this isn't one of the first shows that have done it. A lot of shows have done this. I've gone this route. Um, I don't know why they do it, but, I mean, I don't know. I've always just been kind of, eh, to it. Mm -hmm. um, when it comes to us saying something like the Berlanti verse again, I don't know. I think a lot of people are kind of getting washed up in the, man... Oh, this show and this show and this show and this show and this and this and this. But I think a lot of people are tending to forget there were a lot of rough spots in there. Mm-hmm. Yep. A lot of rough spots in there, dude. Uh, I wouldn't and even say rough spots. I would say entire you know, miles of bad road. And that's <laughs> one that's, that's actually what I was gonna say. Mm. Um was that you know, a lot of the times, a lot of the stuff you all might remember that you were like really big fans of might have been an episode in one season <laughs> or it might have been just a season. And then you're not counting the subsequent seasons that happened after that that were just so. Yeah. 
Yeah. I think we will see we won't see a Berlanti verse, but I think with the way streaming and shit is like that, I think you're gonna see a lot of this universe stuff again. It's just gonna be on those streaming sites now. Instead yeah. of you having to cut it on TV. Mm-hmm. No, I hundred percent agree. Uh, the last one from the Discord says, Good evening, brothers. With all these mutant hate groups like Orcus and Xeno, will they ever become a problem big enough that other alien races will view humanity as a threat? I mean, that's a story I would write. But I would also think the bigger story would be, would humanity start to realize maybe there's a problem? Mm-hmm. Like, wait, 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 wait. Like, and, and to be fair, like, I remember people gave me so much flack when I called Xeno... Uh, when they originally debuted in X-Force number one, I called Xeno the Marvel equivalent, uh, the anti-mutant equivalent of the Proud Boys. People got mad at me for that. And I was like, but it's true. They are. That's what they are. Uh, when I compared them to like other hate groups, I was like, that's what they are. Um, but, you know, sometimes people don't like having a mirror shown up to them, showing who they really are. Um, but... I would like to believe that, you know, maybe other alien races would see them as a threat, but I also think that humanity and maybe even other hero groups would, should start to recognize, oh, these guys are a problem. Like, you know, like, oh, damn, this is how they acting on Maine? Okay, well, go ahead and cancel that. <laughs> That's what I feel like should be happening by this point. Uh, let's see here. <laughs> Tobias Well would love that Rogan Gambit cover. <laughs> he he'd have called the child a darky. That's what he that's what he would have done. Uh, real quick, we're gonna answer just a few questions from the uh chat because we are kind of a little over on time. As uh, I'm uh I'm gonna look through. By the way, I would say uh because like I said, we still haven't I still haven't fully committed. I think when we come back. Not, you know, because obviously we'll be taking a break this coming Saturday, this next Saturday. When we come back on uh, the 17th, or no, the 18th, uh, when we come back on the 18th, I think we will actually test out that whole just, oh, like, everyone putting their questions in the Discord. I think that might be, that. Uh, I, I, I'm starting to agree with Carter. I think that might be easier because it's very difficult to zoom through. Unless, like, y'all put question in all caps before the question. It makes it very difficult to figure out what's a question and what's not. <laughs> or just a general conversation between people. Uh, but yeah, I, I do see some questions directly in front of me, though, so we'll go and get to those first. Uh, let's see. Black Phoenix does actually pose an interesting question. <laughs> this dude can write anything and make it happen, so why doesn't he just write Mikhail out of existence? I think the problem is that Mikhail is always watching him. Mm-hmm. Mikhail is always looking over his shoulder, so he will know. And that's the other thing, too. We all, we also forget, in a roundabout way, Mikhail is kind of a reality warper himself. Only in his case, it's with space and, like, time. So, I mean, it would be nothing for him. Matter of fact, where he is keeping the Chronicler is in a pocket dimension. <laughs> so, I mean, if he kills Mikhail... Especially with Mikhail looking over his shoulder, there's a high chance that he would die too. Uh, that he wouldn't be able to get out of that situation. But I mean, yeah, if he wrote it really quick, yeah, sure. But I think that there's a margin of time that takes place when what he writes and what happens takes place. Because he's able to undo it. Like if he was able to write what Colossus was going to do and Mikhail had time to beat his ass and make him scrape it out and then and change it... 
I'm, I think it's safe to say that it takes time for those things to happen. It do, it's not like an immediate you know, change like it is with, um, oh God, what was that inhuman reader? Uh, the inhuman reader that was in the, um, uh, Charles soul run on, uh, was the Charles soul run on daredevil? No, it was in Chip Zdarsky's run. I think, uh, where the inhuman or, or no, was it? I don't remember. Point of the matter is actually, no, I think it was Charles soul. It was Charles soul. When the inhuman reader was reading about Mike Murdoch, not realizing that it was an alias and it made Mike Murdoch real because anything reader reads becomes reality. It's kind of one of those yeah, situations. Okay. Reader was really remember. quick. Like his was like, okay. he reads it. Boom. I think with Chronicler, he writes it. It takes some time. Uh, Bill says, we'll see. This is not a question. Uh, let's see here. Here's one. Marcus Hill. Hey, Blurred and Carter, when do you think Thanos will come back to destroy everyone in the future? And will it become an event after, let's say, at the end of Fall of X? Sure. I mean, I can see. I think I think Thanos needs to chill for a minute because he's he, he's got yeah. his, he's gotten his cheeks clapped a couple of times. The Eternals already sent him packing. Um, and I think he might already be back somewhere else with like the whole Thor situation going on right now. I'm a little behind on Thor, but. Uh, it's heavily implied that he's coming back that way. So I think if he comes back, I think keep your eyes peeled towards the Thor comics right now because uh, the Black Infinity Stone is, in fact, a thing. Uh, Which Dr. Sun says, you doing anything special for episode 200? Um, That's the idea. I don't know how that one's going to play out. I have to stop being lazy and reach out to some people. Yeah, you, are, you, know, you know what they want. You know what they want. Yeah. Uh so we'll we'll see. Elite X1 says, "Wait, this dude got the death note?" Kind of. Well, <laughs> motherfucker eating chips with uh he's eating chips with one hand and write it but 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 sneaking a, a a page in there so he can write on it. Um but yeah, no, the chronicler is for all intents and purposes, yeah, he's basically light Yagami, only he can make people do whatever he wants. Um do you think James Gunn would do an Outsiders movie, Black Lightning, Katana, Halo, and the others? I can see him doing that. I can see him doing that. I can easily see him, especially if he would do The Authority. I mean, you know, why not? Though I think if I were him, I would do it Outsiders independent of Batman. That's what I would do, just because I feel like Batman's oversaturated. Uh, is it? Oh, go ahead. <sighs> nah, I'm not even going to try to fight that one. What? Batman's oversaturated. I was gonna try to argue again, but not Batman's oversaturated. Yeah, he's he's oversaturated. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's be real. Uh oh, John Demoto here says a uh, question. Would love to see if James Gunn will do anything with Black Lightning, uh, Static, or Icon, or Rock, or Icon and Rocket. I don't know if he can, because technically they're they're published by DC, but I don't know what the adaptation rights are. Like if he can actually. I don't know if he can actually, like, do anything with them. I mean, I'm sure he could, but the question is, will he? And I know that uh, Reggie Hudlin has already said that there are already things in the works. So we know there's an animated movie that's kind of fallen off the radar. There's also the Static Shock uh, you know, uh, movie, and there's also some other stuff that I think that is also uh, on the horizon. But, uh, yeah. Uh, let's see here. 
have uh, YTube Noob says Black Infinity Stone as in one of the secret uh, wars Infinity. Uh, so, okay. Yeah, there's a new Infinity Stone, apparently. It's been brought up. Uh, so, for those who know, Donny Cates hasn't been writing uh, Thor uh, as of late. Uh, someone else has been. And they're working, I believe, off some of his notes because the whole thing with Thanos has been in the, the works for quite a while. Donny Cates has been teasing it for uh, a good bit. But um, there was an issue. Uh, God, what was it? Um, oh, Lord. I don't remember exactly what. It was like a standalone issue. Like, it wasn't like a numbered issue of Thor. It was like something else. Someone else will probably be able to uh, to bring it up with perfect clarity. But basically, the idea is that there's a black Infinity Stone, and it's going to be a whole problem for somebody. Uh, not to mention, uh, Donald Blake is very likely, I think, about to get free if he hasn't gotten free already. And we also know that uh, in the future, uh, in the future, or at least the future that uh, Thor uh, has been having visions about, he sees this. (laughs) Thanos with Thor's hammer with all the Infinity Stones in it, and he has a mysterious black gauntlet on his hand, on his other hand. Uh, so yeah, this is, this is all, this is all stuff Thor has been having premonitions about. So these are all things that are coming. Uh, but I think, yeah, as it stands currently, uh, Thor is being written by, uh, Torin Gronbeck. And yeah, but if I'm not mistaken off the notes of Donny Kate, so there you go. Uh... Let's see. Bernard Chang says, question, hot tub party for episode 200. I can't fit a hot tub in here. I'm not Amaranth. (laughs) Do y'all think Fall of X is setting up a rise of X? Could be. It could be. You know, we only fall so that we may rise. (laughs) I can see that being a thing. Like, if Fall of X comes and goes, I could easily see Fall of X leading into, like, a rise of X or the return of X. Yeah. Uh, cue up the uh, the Mark Morrison. Uh, let's see here. And Krypton uh, or Night Night 19 says, uh, Blurred and Carter, I was listening to last week's episode and Hitch's hair hatred. What happened to artist uh, Jason Fa- uh, Fabot, Three Jokers, and Patrick Gleason, Green Lantern Corps? Mm, they're still out there doing stuff, as far as I know. Oh, let's see. He's got a message from, from Gearless Joe. I was going to say, uh, Gleason wrote a Spider-Man issue not too long ago. Let's see. Huh. I did not know that. Uh, let's see here. Wish I said, hopefully my blur shirt comes soon. I ordered in January. Good Lord, sir. I hope it does too. Jesus Christ. Well, they, they, are they have are they having issues at the printers? Jesus. Um, 
Let me uh, keep me updated on that, Witch Doctor Son. Keep me updated on that. Uh, did you know that uh, Zawadi, a Wakanda member of Ulysses Bloodstone's monster hunting team, recently appeared in Spider-Man Unforgiven number one? She may be elderly, but she uh, stabs her spear real good. I did not know that was a thing. I actually have not read uh, Spider-Man Unforgiven number one just yet. That's Tim Seeley right there, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, let's see here. We got another one here. Is Donald Blake part symbiote now? No, I don't think so. Yeah, he got a symbiote. Oh, he does? Mm-hmm. When was this? Uh, the... Oh, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You know what? I'm an idiot. Was this in Thor number 29? Or not 29, but, uh... It was when... Thor and old boy symbiote were, like, uh, going up against one another. Was it around then? Yep. Okay. Settled. It went down there to him. Yep, and okay, the recent gotcha. Venom issue, you saw the thing, the thing that Thor was fighting... In the recent Venom issue, you see how that thing came to be. Because the recent Venom issue is mm. actually backward. It's all complicated. And yeah, it, it, there's a lot of backwards and forwards going on. <laughs> I'm really happy you didn't make me explain this shit to you. <laughs> yeah. it, you know, the, the funny thing is, I read that issue, completely forgot about it. Yeah. <laughs> That's how. That's where my head was. Uh, we got. We're taking a couple more questions here. It says uh, Drum says, "What about being a content creator has been a surprising joy and dislike for you?" Uh, the joy is the interactions that I get to have with everybody. Because I don't know if anyone knows this. I'm a very good people person, but I'm actually at the same time not a people person. Uh, <laughs> so the fact that I actually get to have awesome interactions with people is really awesome. The thing that I dislike, um. If there's any one thing I dislike, I have had to force myself to become very used to spoiler culture. So a lot of times I I don't get to read comics all the time as a regular person anymore. I get to or even, you know, movies and TV shows. I kind of have to experience them as someone who I don't want to say is forced, but just has to know more than the average person going in. So that is probably the one thing I do dislike about it, but I've actually grown kind of used to it. So Kind of like whatever. Uh, let's see here. And then uh, YTube Noob says, uh, who wants to bet that Battle Chasers will finish before Cyberfrog? <laughs> yes, it probably will. Because Cyberfrog, I think, was supposed to be out when and still isn't out. Cyberfrog is the new Battle Chasers. There you go. Never read it. Uh, well, you, you couldn't because Cyberfrog is a comics gate comic and it was on, uh, Indiegogo or Kickstarter. It's one of Ethan Van Skyver's deals. It's supposed to be the comic that's going to save the comics industry. Hmm. Psych. Anyway, moving on. I think that is a good way to end the show. Carter, do you have anything you want to announce? Nope. Look at that, man, 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 a few words. I love it. Uh, that's it. Let's get up out of here. Uh, and yeah, I want to say thank you, everybody, for everyone who was lurking in the chat, everyone who was chatting in the chat, the people who super chatted, uh, the people who, you know, came by and stopped by, uh, just to see what the heck we were doing, and you probably left. Uh, <laughs> I also want to say shout out to Judah Rad for coming on and hanging out with us, uh, at the top of the hour on the blur cave. And once again, if you are coming on this late, I have pinned a link 
to his Kickstarter for Karn 13, The Price of Eternity, at the top of the chat. I will also go back and add a link to it uh, uh, for the VOD. And those of you who are listening to this, as I've stated earlier, you'll see links for it uh, in the show notes uh, you know, and everything else. So yeah, if you like that comic or you think it's a really awesome idea or you just want to support a creator, go check it out. Uh, also want to say uh, you know, for uh, thank you to everyone on uh you know, for for Earth's Mightiest so subscribers, Earth's Mightiest listeners, Earth's Mightiest patrons, uh for Blurred Club, for you know, the chat that is here right now, for Carter Presents, I am the Blur Without Fear. And Brian Hitch, you can still go to hell. Bye!